Armored Core gameplay continues to be somewhat limited and fans of the franchise are both worried and not happy. And many are asking the question, is this a game you should play? There's concern about a lack of marketing, not really a strong marketing push as many are hoping to see. Now that could change in the coming days. We have information about a demo and something that might be playable by the public or maybe just a capture event. There has been outright criticism of Armored Core 6 that is being casualified, that there's, there is new features, there's abilities in the latest gameplay that's going to be bad for the game. We also have it on good authority that the demo coming should be coming soon and maybe making appearances in the next week or two. And apparently a creator capture event has happened already, which could lead to an embargo drop and more footage. This typically also leads to a marketing push. So I want to comb over all this information. I want to give my own thoughts on the recent gameplay and then look at what people are saying. Why is there criticism? Why is there concern? If you like this kind of content, it is a longer video. I put all the good info at the front here so you don't have to go looking for it. And then I discuss it with a live audience. That's why the video is a bit longer. Be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button and consider using the Amazon link below. It is Prime Day after all. The Armored Core 6 gameplay and marketing has been a bit sparse, and what info we do have and what can be gleaned from the latest gameplay video has been upsetting longtime Armored Core fans. I, for one, think that the new gameplay looked great, but longtime fans have very strong opinions about it. So, first, I do want to share my own thoughts about this gameplay, what my reaction was, why I'm more interested in the game than I initially was, but I do want to turn my concerns then to the concern about the limited marketing people are making comparisons to Elden Ring and they're concerned that Armored Core 6 might not be as good or as ready as they had hoped I also after that want to look at some of the harsher criticism from the community about the gameplay shown up to now many claiming that the game has been casualified because of certain features that have been added and I want to kind of engage with that Lastly, I do want to look at the alleged demo that could be coming as a great opportunity for folks to decide, should you play Armored Core 6? Now, before I dive into my thoughts about gameplay, just a quick word about PvP, because I see a lot of people asking about PvP. The game will feature multiplayer similar to previous Armored Core games. According to GameRant.com, the interview did confirm, however, that Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon will have a versus mode similar to what's previously been seen in earlier series entries. According to Yamamura, players will be able to, quote, customize their mech and take that fully customized mech into battle with others. So... For now, we wait for more details on that. I just saw so many people asking about it, I figured I would include that in this video. So what were my thoughts on the gameplay? If you missed it, the official Bandai Namco Entertainment YouTube channel uploaded a video called Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon Gameplay footage. This was about 11 days ago from the time that I did this show and very briefly want to give some of my thoughts about the speed, the intensity, size and scope, and the rest. So the first thing I noticed was just speed and agility. Right here as the footage kicks off, there's just a lot of movement, navigation and combat, even with the basic enemies, that is very quick. It's very snappy and effective. It looks 
fun, right? <laughs> the speed and agility make the game look fun. I know that sounds weird to say, but I wasn't actually sure if this game was going to interest me. And while I know this may not be my cup of tea, at the very least, movement and basic combat looks very quick and responsive. The second thing I noticed in sort of this opening segment, especially with some of the fights, is the combat variety. The range attacks combined with quickly going in for melee looks about as cool as it sounded in the interviews. I thought it sounded like it would be really, really fun and it looks excellent in the gameplay footage. I also liked how the enemies had their own range attacks and it keeps the player on their toes. Constantly needing to move it reminded me a bit of Sekiro, which makes sense. The AC6 director was the lead designer for Sekiro. The third thing that I noticed was the environments. I love the scope and the size. Now I am curious about how aimless it might feel. There's a couple of segments where it feels like linear, but also sort of like the path is discovered or found. I don't know if that's going to be a major point. I don't know if that was major points of previous Armored Core games. Just right here, right, looking up and finding this passageway, it seems a little bit like maybe sometimes you might have to be looking for the path, but it also looks very linear because it is a mission-based game. I also like how when it gets into cramped and tight environments that there is room and space to dodge and circle around. Here is sort of what I was thinking of when he kind of gets surprised here and is able to flip around and land some hits. Now, I'll come back to why I think some of the features are so important that are being complained about because that right there I think is a good example of why new features are so helpful. I never really like getting into a tight cramped space in FromSoft games and that being sort of the cause for the frustration with the camera or not being able to attack effectively. And then fourth, you'll see it in a moment, but the customization. For me, the way that they talked about the customization seemed daunting. Now, some of the players that have been watching a lot of the footage think that the customization looks too simplified. It looks too uh, basic. I actually was thinking that in a good way, though. This is basically looking like something that I would enjoy. It doesn't look like something that's going to be inaccessible. It looks fun. Uh, It looks like you really get to kind of craft your own look. You even get to kind of set your own color. I think that's cool, right? I'm seeing a little bit of that Gundam influence there. And this is a central piece to the game's design. So I am glad to see it not maybe being too complicated. Now, there's obviously probably depth and complexity to it for the very hardcore players. But for somebody like me, it looked accessible enough to engage with and know what I'm doing and not feel completely lost in a sea of numbers now the other thing I want to talk about is this mini boss fight here I think this is a nice glimpse at some of what veteran AC players don't like but I loved it Uh, we'll talk about what they don't like in a moment but it feels like a futuristic rock'em sock'em robot fight the dodging the spinning the flying the slashing like it really looks enjoyable yet challenging I'm seeing very tight windows and opportunities to get out of the way so that you don't get your clock cleaned. And last but certainly not least, this boss fight here. The video rounds out with this sort of classic FromSoft boss room. The door opens, they immediately charge you, and this is where the agility, I think, really comes in to shine. You're seeing quick back and forth dodges. You're seeing use of verticality. It's very, very satisfying. Just the size and the chaos feels exactly like what I would hope for in this game and what it could deliver. Uh, You can see there, obviously, you know, opportunities to take big amounts of damage now not everybody was as convinced as me so first let's just deal with why are fans concerned 
fans are basically worried that the game is not getting the same promotion as from software games in the past this same gameplay has been used multiple times a few times we've seen uh, gameplay positioned as new gameplay and it really wasn't that's what the fans are saying I'm not saying that but that's what the fans are saying someone on reddit put together a comparison of how much Elden Ring was marketed up to this point versus Armored Core basically twice as early Elden Ring had a network test it had 20 minutes of gameplay versus the four minutes of armored core that we have right now and the game is right around the corner now youtuber Ziostorm thinks that the confusion about this is stemming from the fact that people don't really know if this is a souls game and he thinks that that's stemming from the lack of information there is a concern that many people are going to expect this to just be another souls game another elden ring game and fans of armored core are like no it's not going to be and people should know that i've done my own streams about it i've gotten pushback but some of the interviews seem to point to the souls formula in Influencing the game quite a bit. Ziostorm actually did a comparison to just how the Lies of P demo impacted Google Trends versus this new gameplay from Armored Core. He was basically confident that if they do a demo, which we'll talk about in a moment, that that would really, really help given what the Elden Ring network test did for because that just gave us sort of an armada of gameplay to come over and look at and obviously then we got a lot of feedback from people who had hands on with the game we remember like Fextra Life talking about the map size of Elden Ring and people thought it sounded absurd well then the game launched and they were pretty on point the Starfield timing was also discussed in this video by Ziostorm sort of saying that look Starfield's coming out two weeks later you've got a small window of time for word of mouth right that now I know they're very different games but the gaming media and the public will shift very quickly to Starfield it will dominate the headlines for a week if Starfield's good bad or anywhere in between that's going to happen regardless okay his real concern was sort of seeing a lot of fans coming from Elden Ring okay they need to know what kind of game they're getting into maybe even they've been convinced to buy or stay away depending on what they want from the game or what they think this game is going to offer so those are the concerns just a lack of information lack of marketing that all could change in the coming weeks and I'll talk about that when we get to the demo but there's also criticism from veteran fans from longtime fans of Armored Core Josh Prime Gaming is a YouTuber sort of on a rise right now. A lot of Armored Core videos kind of doing very well for him. And he broke down a lot of what Armored Core fans thought about the new gameplay. The main things that he highlighted were checkpoints, repair kits, changing your mech on death, and the targeting system. So first, let's just talk about the targeting system. The targeting system being a problem was something that sort of shocked me. He showed a clip from another YouTuber. So there's another YouTuber named G9, and he took issue with this. You can see the targeting being used very effectively here, basically staying locked on the enemy. This is a pretty basic feature in virtually every third-person game I have ever played. However... People are claiming that this is casualification of the game, allowing you to stay locked on a target. This was absent from former Armored Core games. He said, quote, You don't have to do any complicated maneuvers to outplay whatever you're fighting. He equated this to having an aimbot in a shooter. He knows they're not equal, but he essentially said, It's doing a lot of the work for you. That's what he was essentially saying. Basically... In the original Armored Core games up to now, getting behind the enemy is pivotal, okay? It's very important. 
and not being able to lock onto the enemy meant you really had to do a lot of your own fancy maneuvers and a lot of thoughtful, you know, choices. And this guy's saying, listen, that that's that's a ba- that's a massive change to the game to do a lot of that maneuvering for you, right? If you stay locked on, then you just have to dodge, 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 get behind, and you're you're your mech will automatically turn around. Now, Josh Prime Gaming responded to this in a very similar way that I was wanting to react when I heard it, okay? If they simplify the controls, they will complicate the encounters. That's a paraphrase of what Josh Prime said. I thought that was well, well, very well stated. If they simplify the controls, they will complicate the encounters. I would say it another way. Giving the player the ability to lock on allows the developers to increase intensity, speed, or whatever is required from your reflexes. They can also make enemies a lot quicker to react to you getting behind them if it's a little bit easier to get behind them with lock on. I honestly find this complaint to be invalid. Games improving and sharpening or polishing mechanics is not casualifying anything. And the quote of, it's always been this way, that argument's getting so tired, it's a bear in hibernation at this point. I'm tired of hearing gamers make the argument that, well, it's always been this way. And just to be clear, it's always been this way is also a bad argument for defending against easy mode or difficulty settings. There are far better ways, I think, that FromSoft games can be defended for not having difficulty settings. I think the worst argument would be to say, well, it's always been this way. When you use that type of an argument, I don't think it's very compelling or very strong. Now, G9 admitted that lock-on was likely included to help appeal to the Elden Ring fans, right? You're bringing something over from the Souls games that Elden Ring fans are going to be very accustomed to. Elden Ring was very popular. That, or I think to me, it's just common sense to add a modern feature to a modern game. The last Last Armored Core came out 11 years ago. Player expectations and standards for games are rising. And if you just leave out a base level feature that many people would expect to be there, you can't shrug your shoulders and say, well, we're appealing to the hardcore guys on Reddit that argue about these games. They really don't think there should be any lock on. Now, Josh Prime's video then took a look at some of the fans wishing that this was a brand new IP or a spinoff. They basically feel like there's such a big departure from the original format and game that this should not be called an armored core game. And this is when repair kits, or what they're calling Estus Flasks, come in. If you're unfamiliar with Estus Flasks, in Dark Souls and Souls games, anytime you rest at a bonfire or a location or a site of grace in Elden Ring, it replenishes your ability to heal yourself. And that's something that you invest in the more you play, right? You start out with two or three of them, and you have those two or three uses throughout a fight or throughout an area to use and then once you rest you get back all three it replenishes them and you can increase that quantity up to you know four five six or whatever so in armored core repair kits are being included as a similar mechanic this is another frustration some are claiming this is going to make the game too easy again i think this is presumptive to think that simply because from software lets you repair that the game will be too easy this is from software that we're talking about right someone could argue that the magic that you can use in in spell casting and stuff in elden ring and the summoning that made the game significantly easier when used and players just opted to not use it so i guess if you don't want to use the repair kits and don't use the repair kits you didn't have to use summoning either no summons runs no hit runs these are all things that people did in Elden Ring. i was rather enjoying my no summon run the second time i was playing 
through the game. Josh Prime rightly, I think, points out that missions could be much longer or more challenging because this mechanic is being included. I think this is the correct take. Giving the player more power and utility to adapt to the game enables the devs to raise or elongate things accordingly, right? You could you could make a mission twice as long as you originally planned because like, hey, we're letting people kind of heal if they need to after a fight. Instead of constantly having to give you a spot to kind of rest and save like a checkpoint, they don't need to do that as often if you've been empowered to heal. He does, however, resonate with people taking issue with the ability to change your mech every time you die. This is, again, a complaint from the community of hardcore, long-standing Armored Core fans. They're saying you should not be able to change your mech you know, every time you die. Again... I think this is going to allow the devs to really push the customization and the learning aspect. A huge part of the interviews about the game up to now is that customization is the centerpiece. You will have to learn, you have to customize, you will have to adapt and overcome certain fights and missions. And being able to switch out your mech more often is likely tied to them really beating the tar out of you if you don't have the right one or your build's not quite right, okay? Giving the player more freedom, again, it allows the devs to turn up the heat accordingly. I always reference the checkpoints in Ori and the Blind Forest or even in Rayman Legends. You get this sense of, I've almost got it, right? It puts you like right back next to those really challenging spots in those games, okay? You can't turn up the intensity to that degree if you're not empowering the player to overcome it what you're going to do is you're going to ill-equip the you know the consumer the player and then they're going to succumb to exhaustion rather than challenge there's a big difference between wearing a player out with tedium or bad design and something that's just really really tough and they can keep jumping back in and trying a different build or trying a different mech josh prime then read a good post in the ac subreddit basically in the armored core subreddit there was somebody that called the community out about purism and gatekeeping and pettiness and it was going to be really hard to see newcomers or new players coming into the game with that sort of posture I tend to agree with that mentality I've always said if you're a big fan of a game you should want it to do incredibly well you should want it to make tons of money and be very successful that doesn't mean that you dilute and water down the game so that it loses its identity. You don't want the game to lose its soul for the almighty buck, but at the same time, minor changes to make a game more accessible will enable the devs, I think, on one hand, to make the game more intense and difficult, but also it could have more inroads and catalysts for people to come in and play the game that ordinarily might not have. The person who posted that post sort of calling out the subreddit recommended newcomers to avoid the dinosaurs on Reddit and play Armored Core 6 as if no other Armored Core existed before it. And this kind of perfectly leads to the fact that there may be a demo coming soon. Those looking to get their hands on the Armored Core 6 demo, you might have to be an influencer or you might have to attend San Diego Comic Con. All this could lead to a public demo, but we're not really sure. First, according to PCGamesN.com, Quote, a secret Armored Core 6 event has taken place in LA with only influencers getting an invite to see unrevealed gameplay for From Software's mechanized adventure. This sounds like a pretty good sized capture event the way that it's been described in this article. So there's people obviously there. Maybe they're getting to play. Maybe they're getting to record. 
we're not sure maybe they're being handed like a flash drive you know with a bunch of b-roll on it that then they can make videos about later this should lead to this stuff being talked about soon in the public once i'm assuming an embargo drops according to the article taking place on or around july 7th the secret la event looks amazing there's a fully sculpted arena complete with neon red lights and hanging chains a door that opens and closes with authorized pilots only scrawled across it and huge screens showing off swaths of new gameplay so hopefully the embargo on this drops soon and what we've heard about comic con may actually line up with that embargo lifting keep in mind that was around july 7th just this morning josh prime gaming again with a good video claimed that a playable demo has been confirmed for san diego comic con that's going to be july 20th through the 23rd and it'll be playable to the public an official press release claims that bandai is bringing demos of armored core 6 tekken 8 sandland a naruto game and dragon ball z xenoverse 2 those will all be playable at san diego comic-con since attendees will be able to play this could be the point where the embargo drops from the july 7th event and that once again if you're letting the public see and play the game i can't see not letting the content creators start to drop their footage and their thoughts now i'm not sure if this means there'll be a public demo for us to play according to previous posts rumors youtubers there is an armored core 6 demo coming now they could have bad info it could be just about this capture event it could be about the demo that's going to be at the san diego comic-con maybe they've got some of their wires crossed but if you let the game be played by the public at comic-con if you have a demo that you can bring to that event it stands to reason they may let the general public play it as well and those concerns about a lack of marketing would maybe be put to bed at that point the game releases august 25th of 2023 so an end of july ramp up rolling into a public demo and rolling into the launch month i think would be a very strong push so should you play armored core 6 right there's a lot of different opinions already swirling about the game listen if there's a demo i say yes you should definitely try out this game if not if there's no demo and you kind of have to go based on you know launch feedback and reviews it really depends on your preference this game is going to be intense it's going to be hard it is going to be challenging regardless of what longtime fans think about lock on or repair kits this is a from soft game it's highly unlikely that from software finally decides to do another armored core game only to make it easy or casual that would be a very strange choice i for one will be checking the game out the demo if it happens and the official launch so if you're on the fence be sure to check out all the future coverage about armored core 6 and other games to make a decision so here are my thoughts and my conclusion armored core gameplay is currently a bit shrouded in mystery yes we do have this new footage but it is highly curated it includes no hud it seems intentionally limited i don't find this concerning just yet but i'm not as big of a fan so i'm a little less anxious for info and gameplay from where i sit what i've seen is compelling and i'm far more interested than i initially expected to be Secondly, the age-old debate about difficulty is alive and well, unsurprisingly, 
with the From Software game. While I am firmly in support of games that choose to have absolutely no difficulty settings, I also, in the same spirit, support a game that wants to add modern functionality like Target Lock or giving the player the ability to heal. As I've said before, this should allow the devs to increase certain aspects of the game, mission length, fight speed, intensity, difficulty, etc. My conclusion is this. Unless you find everything about Armored Core 6 unappealing, I would recommend trying out the demo if it happens. Broadening your palette and your experiences in games is enjoyable. I've recently grown to enjoy rogue games, as well as VR games, in a way that I never imagined that I would. Gamers change over time because ultimately gamers are people and people change. And if Armored Core 6 is proof of anything, video games can change too. And that is the show open. Guys, do me a favor. It is like we're in the midst of Prime Days. If you're going to do anything with Amazon for Prime Day, use my affiliate link in the description below. That does help me out. That does support me. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, I am not really sure what's going on with YouTube. We're having very different results. We're having very different uh, functions, and there are certain things I suddenly can't do in chat. If you're having any issues with chat, I apologize. Just refresh. That's something that they're working on right now. I believe they're rolling out new UI that they rolled back so if you're having any issues with that just refresh I am sorry if you're having an issue with that I would love to discuss this with you guys today though about is target lock casualifying the game is our repair kits casualifying the game I really don't think so I think people are probably overstating their case also don't forget about the daily member goal we had a huge member day yesterday Uh, we are trying to get back to the 4,000 member count that got you to shave my beard about a month ago. You guys went crazy, and that 30 days is lapsed. So we're rebuilding that member pool. So help us get started with that today. Every 25, I give five. I had to gift a bunch yesterday. And don't forget about Reforge Roast. This is not a sponsor. This is ours. It's always in the corner. If you're a coffee drinker, you should try it at least right now. Yeah, today are Prime Days. A bunch of deals and stuff on Amazon. What does improving the player's ability to target an enemy make the game easier? Okay, so I'm going to do my absolute best, Broken Lobo, to argue for the position that it's casualifying. I don't agree with this, by the way, but I'm going to do my best to, to argue for this, okay? With the absence of lock-on, your ability to track and keep the enemy in frame is a skill. It is. It's a skill to keep the enemy in front of you, to, to quickly turn, snap, spin, and, and track their movements, right? To, to learn their movements and to create muscle memory so you can jump, dodge, get behind, spin around, and maximize your damage. And the people that have really worked on that probably feel the reward of that finesse, right? I've finessed this fight. And because I've finessed this fight, I'm really maximizing my damage. Yo, DK Beggar, as always, going to start things off with the first gifted member, and it goes to JTC Huge Package. Thank you very much. And No Face Lord with two months of memberships. Morning, y'all. I already pre-ordered Armored Core 6 long ago. As a longtime fan, I do have worries about it. It's been 11 years, and the franchise needed refreshing. So that's basically their argument, is this is really hard to do. I got really good at this thing, and now you're going to automate it. You're going to track the enemy for me. I don't have to spin around and 
flip and dodge and and keep track of the of the enemy you know the game the game's gonna do it for me so listen i understand i understand where people are coming from i do i just don't think it's a very strong argument because for a handful of reasons number one you haven't played the game yet so the level of precision and speed and reflexes required in this game might be so significantly higher because they keep you locked on I enjoy Tsushima, uh, Tsushima without target lock. Tsushima has target lock, but it is organic and dynamic. It is not one that you initiate, but you still lock on to the enemy, Brian. If you play Ghost of Tsushima, you, you can't intentionally click a button and swap between, but you lock on to the enemy. You stay faced to them. Your, your attacks track to the enemy that it has sort of organically and dynamically chosen as your target there in there is it's there but it's it's not one that you you initiate so i i thought the i thought josh prime gaming i thought his response was totally fine it was essentially the same response that i was going to have if developers want to push the envelope if they want to make things more challenging if they want to make things more difficult they can do that if they equip the player with more utility like does that make sense they could add a hard mode or an export mode, expert mode to allow it to be turned off. I mean, I don't even know if you need a mode for that, homie. You just need options in the game. You just go in and shut it off and say, I don't want to use target lock or just don't ever press the button. You could play. You There are people who play souls that way. They don't lock on. They just ignore it. They don't press the button. A9 Ass9 with five months. Morning Lono and friends. Armored Core looks great. Played the PS2 version, so I'm excited for this gen's version. The new mechanics sound interesting. Hard lock on engages when you're within a certain distance. Yeah, lock on standard depending on the part. Uh, on the part FCS. I'm not sure which game you're talking about. A shooter with a lock on. Is it really a shooter? Well, this isn't exactly what I would call a shooter. Yeah, you're using your guns, but your guns are not. They're projectiles, so there's travel time. It, it's not it's not a hit scan, so it's not like you're locking on and just going through 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 through, and then they're dead. Okay, you you have you have travel time with your projectiles, then you got to get in there and slice them up, right? A lot of his attacks are not ones that are benefiting, almost like oh, it's doing all of the work for me. That's that's not really happening. I try to talk, lock on as less as possible in Souls because it gives you movement advantages. One of my primary complaints when I was playing Dark Souls 3 was always that the camera would act up and the lock-on, you know, would make it really hard. And people were like, well, just don't lock on. They were like, high-level players don't lock on. So I get, that's kind of my feedback to people with Armored Core 6. It's like, if that's your preference, then just don't do it. You just, they're adding a pretty basic feature, right? It's a, it's a pretty basic feature. Wow, a whole 20 cents. The TV I want to buy went from this to this. Gotta love these Prime Day discounts. Well, not everything is going to be as discounted as the rest. I'm seeing some stuff that looks like Prime Detonate type mechanics. Right, it looks like you can put some things almost like on the enemy that makes them take more damage after the fact, Eugene. Wade says, I'll never understand this. Make it an option. If you want to play without lock-on, have at it. Why is player choice... Such a sticking point for these folks. I, I I don't know, Suede. Again, I think it comes down to something as simple as if you grow to love a game for a particular reason and you think this is the absolute best way to play it, 
and then they add something that nullifies all your hard work. I could see people saying like, man, you guys are really changing the fabric of this game. You know, oh, here, let me turn on the timer. Let's turn on the timer. That way you guys can get a look at the, we're still working our way through all those amazing ripped apparel shirts. Links below in the description or the shirt command. Wearing a Stark shirt today, Iron Man. If you guys are enjoying the content, make sure and smash the like button. We have had yesterday and today significantly lower turnout because gaming news has just turned extremely quiet. We're just grabbing things that we think are interesting and putting on a great show for you, which ultimately means a lot of people aren't tuning in because if there's not hot news, we don't we don't see a lot of the sub base tune in. So do me a favor and help us out here. Smash a like button, give some members. Those are things that can kind of turn things up and uh, and get get some more folks in here. I can't control the news cycle. Okay, I can only control what we talk about and. I thought the 11 Assassin's Creed games yesterday, I thought that was a great discussion, and then I think this is a good discussion, like, you know, is is something as simple as target lock-on a form of casualification, or the other thing they took issue with is the repair kit, so basically, just like other Souls games, you're gonna be able to bring, like, quote-unquote healing along with you, and that was also absent in the former Armored Core games. They'll be begging for that lock-on once they play, Right? Like, if it's that fast and it's that crazy, I feel like people are going to understand and say, yeah, you really need lock-on in the way that they built this game. Infinite says it's not a traditional FPS, but it has bullet hell elements. Uh, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't care about the lock-on. Right, but Infinite, you know, the ability to, to face an enemy doesn't mean your bullets all go where they're supposed to go. You still have to aim, Right? You still have to aim. It's it's not like you're suddenly having everything done for you. It's just keeping the it's just keeping the enemy in front of you. For goodness sakes, you could add lock on to a third person shooter, and it still doesn't mean that it's doing all the shooting for you. I understand you're playing devil's advocate, so I'm pushing back against your devil's advocate. Like keeping the enemy in front of you, that's really all you're doing. Six is dynamically faster and has more dynamic movement. Eugene found us some Armored Core 5 gameplay. You guys want to look at a comparison here? Let's make this productive. So the people claiming that they can't believe Lock-On is in the game, Josh Prime Gaming basically pushes back and says, yeah, but that means they could make, they could, they could make things more complicated, right? He says if they simplify the controls, they could, simpli- they could, they could, more, they could complicate the fighting, okay? This is Armored Core 5. Alright? This is Armored Core 5. So he's he, he's fighting. I don't know what he's fighting. Look, look at the... Oh, he got broken down there. Okay, so it looks like we're seeing some PvP, maybe. Alright, let's advance here. Okay, so here's some more Armored Core. Seems a little lane-based here. More shooting. Like, just some basic shooting here. Just the opening fight that we saw... In Armored Core 6, makes that makes this look like an on-rails arcade game. This is 11 years old. So as I said in my show open, it's been 11 years since you've made an Armored Core. Do you see why maybe they gave people lock-on? Maybe? Maybe when you're doing stuff like this, and you got guys doing that, you need to move a little bit quicker, right? You know what I'm saying? Maybe you need to be able to, like... <laughs> The, the differences are 
in they're they're insane like of course you see this is exactly why this is exactly what i sh- what i said in the show open like if you're going to do if you're going to do lock on if you're going to give the player the ability to lock on to the enemy they can ratchet up the intensity the speed and the difficulty YouTube Lurker says, can we discuss the Karenification of gaming? Why does your playing a game 11 years ago give you the right to tell me how to play a game next month? Well, I want to be fair to the people that were making the criticism, okay? I get that somebody might think, well, you're really, really changing the game, right? You're changing the fabric of the game, all right? Here's why you can't say you're changing the fabric of the game. The game's evolved, these are basic enemies. Watch this fight with basic enemies, okay? Look at all he's doing, and look at all the things flying in from all sides. He's got enemies on all sides. There's an enemy above him right now as well that he'll turn his attention to in a moment. See? All those projectiles coming in and uses this to get back up above. And look at how fast they're responding. The agility and the need to stay constantly in motion. Yes, you need to be able to lock on. Look at how much faster he is. All right? Now compare that to this. You're, you're it's more on rails, it's more in front of you, it's more dashing from side to side and just sort of keeping the enemies in front. Look at how slow he's turning around. Do you see what I'm saying? It's a completely different type of combat. It's the spirit is still there. The spirit of Armored Core remains intact, but The fact of the matter is, they've upped the intensity and the need to move significantly in comparison. Like, I think Armored Core 6 looks like a true and good evolution of the game. I think I'm going to reference this in a video that I have planned for you guys about how to to save Halo Infinite. I'm going to be talking about what game evolution needs to look like and fundamentally I'm going to argue that Halo Infinite had failed it failed to evolve and I want to point to, I'm going to point to games like Armored Core and Doom this is I think this is a great comparison here for people to just jump to the fact of like well yeah lock on's going to make it easy and casualified it's like brother compare Armored Core 6 gameplay to Armored Core 5 they look like different games at some level my question is, how aggressive is the lock-on? Does it have target cycling? I often find the computer rarely locks on to the enemy that I want to. Uh, I think if you back up this section, I think if you back up this section, I bet you we can find target cycling. Let's just see. Let me get my mouse out of the way. Sorry about that. I believe there's target cycling in this. I believe. We'll see. Okay, so he zooms in on this guy and just slashes him. And he just kind of bounces around with this guy. And this guy kind of slams ground. He backs up. I think when he goes up here, I feel like it cycles the targets. I think I feel like he does. Because he's targeting that guy. And then it pivot. The camera pivoted there. I, I would imagine you can do that if he decided, no, I don't want to shoot the one on the left. I want to shoot the one on the right. I would say that camera pivot indicates that you can cycle through. I don't think you have to stay on the first one that you click on. Why wouldn't you be able to cycle targets? What game doesn't do that? 
Well, Final Fantasy does it in a really weird way. You target, and then instead of, like, clicking left or right, you click in the thumbstick. So it's not as volitional as I would like when I'm playing Final Fantasy 16. If you've got three guys coming at you, you pick the guy in the middle, and you want to go to the guy on the right, you don't have a way to volitionally do that. You just push in the stick and hope for the best. It doesn't, it's it's not as nice as, like, I just tap right on the... On, on on the on the stick. Now, yes, the UI, the HUD is missing. It is, guys. I need your help. I need 200 likes. We have got to throw these streams on our back right now and carry them. Do what you can if you're lurking and listening and you enjoy this content. There's over 400 people here. Agreed, 100. Uh, percent What's the point of the game is to try to take as little damage as possible, not face tank all the bullets while you stand stationary trying to kill them instead of dodging. Uh, then yes, lock-on is the way. I'll go over to YouTube. Yeah, any of you guys watching on Kick, man, come over and help us out on YouTube. I don't have I don't have a clue what's going on the last couple of days. We've been having all kind of issues with the platform. I couldn't even edit a video. I couldn't even edit a video's description yesterday. I just pulled an error. He killed the one on the left before it switched. It still was a pretty hard pivot. So again, I we, we don't know if you can like pivot between with targeting given how many enemies were in that area and how fast and how agile the combat is, you end up with people behind you, I would imagine they're going to let you pivot, right? Don't they let you pivot in, in Elden Ring once you target? I can't remember. It's been a while since I played. My memory is that when you lock on in, 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 in Dark Souls 3, when you lock on in Elden Ring, you can toggle to other enemies, can you not? I think people need to give From Software some credit. They pretty much have only made bangers since Dark Souls 1. They have not missed even once. When is Armor Core 6 coming out? It's coming out August the 25th, so next month is when it's coming out. Uh, Kato said you could target Cycle, and he's seen the HUD. Oh, Vadi, Vadi. I was like, who's Kato? Okay, so Vadi said you can target Cycle, he's seen the HUD. Yo, good morning, Feed. Good to see you in the chat. It pivoted on kill. Hopefully it's not R3 plus direction implementation or something. Hopefully it's got that as well as some sort of lock disengage if you pull the camera away or long enough. Yeah, I would imagine you can undo it. Like, that was something I had to adjust to in Ghost of Tsushima is it wasn't a hard lock-on. It wasn't a toggleable lock-on. It was more dynamic. And at first... I did not like it, right? I, I did not like it. I thought, man, this is terrible. It drove me nuts. And then over time, it it uh, it, it grew on me. Um, so I, I you know it, I would say the same for this, right? I would say the same for this. People are 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 doubting FromSoft, which I think is a good thing to push back on. It's like they have been very consistent and. They're very committed to their franchises. They're very committed to their their identity. I can't see them suddenly like bailing on what they typically do with their games. And now, in addition to lock on, players were taking issue with the repair kits and the ability. It's basically like an Estus flask. If you're not familiar with that, is that's the thing that lets you heal yourself in Dark Souls. Uh, or or in Elden Ring, you know, you stop at a bonfire or a site of grace, and it replenishes your flask, and then you can use it to heal when you're out and about. Right? I forget what it was called uh, in Sekiro. It was like a thing that refilled with water, and if you found seeds or whatever, you got more charges. 
and they're adding that mechanic to Armored Core 6 gameplay. So you'll be able to sort of hit a checkpoint and replenish your repair kits. Now, apparently that also was absent from former Armored Core games. And again, for me, if the game's going to evolve and they want to do more, we've already proven today that the intensity and the speed and the required agility is significantly higher than it was in the previous game, Armored Core 5. Yeah, the gourd, thank you. You had your gourd in Sekiro and it, you know, it held water in it, healing water. And it would replenish itself when you would rest. So in similar fashion, if they're going to enable you to lock on because they increased speed, agility, you know, just how fast the game is, I would imagine that Armored Core 6 gameplay is also going to have a reason that you need to heal, whether the missions themselves are longer, maybe uh may- maybe you're maybe you're dealing with you know, longer boss fights, right? Longer fights, more enemies, more opportunities for you just to get picked at and take damage. These are these are all things that would justify repair kits in Armored Core 6. Uh, Demon Souls will always be my favorite. Uh, I would like From to do some more realistic shooter or racing game. Yeah, I've seen this stuff on uh, on Denuvo. I you know I saw Alex's video this morning. Swade says I kind of see it, but at the same time, if it brings more people to the game, that means they get more of a game they love. Again, why is this a bad thing? The closest parallel for me is in racing games. I play without driving assists and manual shifting. I could care less that other people are using the options for auto braking or countless assists. Uh, more people get to play it. You've got to be careful with the argumentation that it's okay because more people will play it. I think it needs to be okay because it's conducive to the game. It's conducive to good game design, right? You you could get more people to play games with all kinds of things. As an example, right? You could you could potentially get people more people to play if you threw in that easy mode that everybody's always asking for, right? And so, in my mind, if that's, you know, if if that's if that's the argument, we we I think we need to do better. I think the argument for the repair kits or the argument for lock on should be more about what's conducive to good game design as opposed to, oh, well more people will play. I'm in full support of games getting more people in the door and selling more copies and being more financially successful because that enables the game company to make more games. But I don't know if that's the most compelling argument when we're talking about a feature. Like, well, this feature will allow more people to play. Yeah, I think we need more than that. I think that's I think that's a fair thing to say, but I don't think it's nearly as compelling. I don't think it's nearly as compelling as saying this is conducive to the game's design. This actually will make the game better. As we showed, right, they're able to increase the enemy aggression and speed, and, you know, there's lots of enemies. They're all around you. You can, like, whip around. Well, enemy, you know, target lock-on is going to enable you to engage with that combat more effectively. I always talked about that with uh, Rayman Legends and Ori in the Blind Forest. They would have these racing moments where you had to go through as fast as you possibly could. And if you failed, it put you right back next to it. 
Now, if you failed and it didn't put you right back next to it, you would have to go through all this stuff just to get back there. What that does is, I think it limits just how intense and challenging the developers can make the encounter because then you're going to drive the player to exhaustion. It's not that it's too hard. It's that you're exhausting the player. I got to go through all this just to get back to the race and the most minor mistake sends me back. Oh, come on. But if you enable the player to jump right back in, that's a, that's a huge, huge benefit, I think, to the game's design. So similarly, in Armored Core 6, giving the player a repair kit, it's like, well, that's going to enable them to turn the heat up, right? Because you can stay in the fight longer. You can stay on a mission longer. Right? I forbid Lono from going away. He's grounded. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be out of town next week, guys. Just a reminder, and this is a great week to drive the member count. We're primarily streaming to the core audience. This is a great time to gift members. You don't have to worry about gifting members to, like, random drive-bys who have never been here before. These are the best days to drive member count if you guys want to bring things back up to snuff where we were a week ago. Broken Lobo says, do we know if the previous Armored Cores had short focus missions where it made sense to not have the ability to repair mid-combat? Seems the scope of Armored Core 6 warrants this mechanic. Hendrix live with 14 months. Welcome back in. Thank you very much. Like, look at Elden Ring, says Eugene. Margoth is a more difficult fight than all the bosses uh, in DES and most bosses in Dark Souls 1 and two, and I would be and, and would be a late game boss in Dark Souls 3. I fully expect Armored Core 6 will be similar. There could also be situations where the lock-on might limit you. If there are rockets off camera coming in and lots of enemies, there are moments in Devil May Cry where I hated lock-on. Well, and that's going to be up to the player to use the environment and the space to get away. If you look at this gameplay uh, right here, where he initiates in this fight... When he first comes down, and the footage is highly edited, that's a concern that many people have voiced, like they're worried about the game. So as he comes down here and he slices this guy, rockets are going to come in from behind, right? So he's constantly moving. So you, I, I, I'm imagining you would use sound to know that there are rockets coming in from above or behind, and then you're just going to dodge to the side the way that he does in both instances to just get out of the pathway and to minimize that damage. Also, it seems like the rockets they shoot at you sometimes can bank and turn and follow you, which would mean that you're you're going to need to you're going to need to, you know, constantly be timing that to maximize the damage mitigation. Healing items add a decision point for players as well. Do I heal now or do I risk it? That adds a degree of skill and strategy. Right, Patrick. It's another thing for you to manage. It's another utility. It's another It's another mechanic for you to keep an eye on. It doesn't automatically make the game easier. There are times where healing can lead to a downward spiral in a fight. We've all been there, right? You try to heal at the wrong time, and boy, oh boy, do they wail on you for it. And it actually sets you back in the fight. 
it throws your rhythm off you lose more damage than you had already taken let's say you're half health and you try to heal at an inopportune time and you get punished and now you have less than half health because they caught you right they caught you trying to heal and now your rhythm's thrown now the fight probability of success has gone down why because you healed at the wrong time i mean I've, i've i did that many times in Sekiro. Nova hands with 20 months. Great. Lono's on vacation next week. Another reminder that there's zero live content on par with this. Enjoy your vacay, you selfish jerk. Thank you so much, Nova hands. There will be an upload every morning. DK Baker apparently is going to do this all on his own today with a second gifted member taking us to two on the day. Thank you, DK Baker. What goes to Big Mac? Thank you, DK. I appreciate your commitment to constantly poking that, that count. Um, Right. Uh, oh, I was saying there's going to be uploads all next week. I'll try to make them good, lengthy monologues. How the show tends to open, you'll have to go and discuss those in the Discord instead. You won't be able to hang out and discuss what I talked about in those videos. I'm trying to come up with six really, really good, you know, opinion discussion driving videos as best, best as I can, as best as I can. Been killed plenty of times while drinking a potion. Yeah, we've all been there. It's called input reading, right? That's right. In Elden Ring, it's called input reading. They know when you're healing, and they're going to attack you for it. It's very, very common. <laughs> it's it's very common, and uh, you you just have to manage it. And with the agility and the speed of the enemies that we've already seen in the Armored Core Six gameplay footage, I would anticipate them punishing the tar out of you if you do it wrong. Zep steps in and says, alright, I'll help out DK Beggar today with a five bomb. Five gifted members taking us to seven on the day. Thank you so much Zep, M. Baines, Commando G-Man, the Undead Slug GNS and Rob Solid. You guys have all been gifted members. Welcome in. He says, alright, I'll come in and lift up a bit. Thank you Zep, you the man. Um can't leave you're grounded using a repair kit probably reduces the reward for the mission now I don't know if they said anything about that I didn't see anything in any of the interviews to indicate that there's going to be some kind of a um, like reward system that is contingent upon whether or not you use repair kits like educate me a little bit here is that how missions work in armored core 5 and 4 and beyond like does your performance directly relate to the rewards that you get? Like, do you, if you clear a mission and, you know, how much, how fast you do it, how efficient you do it, how little damage you take, is that, is that something that is directly related to the rewards that you get? Because I, I think that's not a terrible theory, then they could say, yeah, well, if you want to go for the primo run and you want to get through this mission or this fight and uh, and get the maximum amount of reward or whatever, then don't use a repair kit. Or, you know, or every repair kit that you use, you know, every repair kit that you use takes points away or something. Jazzification is saying yes. Going for another honeymoon? No, my dad is retiring, so we're taking a big family beach trip, so we're very excited. We don't really typically take trips like this. It's just not really uh, something that, you know, in in the last couple of years, we wouldn't have been able to afford it, so uh, the way that you guys have supported the channel lately uh, has really made this trip one that I don't even have to think about. I was a little nervous early in the year when they, when they were planning it. I was like, Dad, I don't know. I was like, the business is not where I want it. So, I, I, I feel very good now taking this trip. It's not as nerve-wracking as it would have been, um, you know, last year or the year before. 
Okay, so Death's Angel is saying you gain an amount of money for clearing a mission and your repairs and ammo come out of the money so you can go in the negative. Oh, okay, so you gain an amount of money for clearing the mission, but your repairs and your ammo come out of the money so you can go in the negative. So you basically can be really ineffective and the more ineffective that you are, the more it costs you. Okay, right here, Eugene found how it works. In order to reward efficiency, the player's reward for completing a mission will be lowered based on the cost of repairs and ammunition spent during play, as well as any special deductions that may occur if certain critical targets are destroyed, if the mission calls for limits on collateral damage. On the other hand, missions may reward players going beyond the call of duty with special credits for finding or destroying high-value targets. So, I would imagine they might do this. This is speculation. They might give you, as it says here, special credits. I could see them giving you special credit for no heal runs. You don't use your repair kits. Can't wait for Lona to come back being the same color as his chair from Sunburn. Oh, no, no. I am very much a good and firm believer in in cabanas and umbrellas and sunscreen. I am not going to go get burned. I, I do not do that. It's not worth it. I don't, I don't like the sun. <laughs> because my skin doesn't like it. Oh, man. If you leave, I'll lock you in your room and force you to watch flavor flavor talk for 48 hours i don't i don't think i'm gonna do that efficiency is rewarded says broken lobo headshots core shots critical hits dismemberments okay you might have to pay for repair kits yeah maybe maybe replenishing your repair kits in similar fashion it says here the cost of repairs is pulled from your efficiency reward so if you have to constantly be replenishing your repair kits that's likely going to cost you money that's going to cost you efficiency that that could be another mechanic again people arguing that like oh this is going to be casualifying to the game this is going to make the game too easy there's no way for you to know that you know what i'm saying they, they, they could quite literally weave it into the existing lore and the mechanics of the game that already exists yo what's good abe how are you it's been confirmed that all enemies you kill give you money. It has a pop-up for the enemy defeated, says Huge Package. Okay, so that meant that's being maintained. Repair kits and dying also lowers your rating. Wait, have they officially confirmed that repair kits will lower your rating? I don't like the sun. That's how you spot a true gamer. <laughs> or somebody who's very light-complected. You know, it's not enjoyable. It isn't. It's painful. The sun hurts me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the closest thing to a vampire. You know, you might meet my skin doesn't sparkle, but it doesn't like the sun. Me and the sun don't get along. Uh, don't get along. So this game is basically death stranding says broken Lobo. If I lock onto your mech, how do you defend against me and my team having you locked on? Well, attacks have timing. Okay. So just, just, just watch, just watch what he can do to the ads. All right. So he's going to shoot some stuff at these guys. Okay? There go the rockets. See how long it took them to get there? And in similar fashion, their rockets and attacks have timing. Boom. You got to see? So that right there would be an example of, okay, so he just shot the rockets. All right? And here they come. Now you've got time. You've got this window of time. If this is PvP, to get out of the way, as long as you're not stunned or something. 
right? You know I glow in the dark. Uh, I take the sunburn with pride. I do not. I do not like being sunburned. <laughs> you just got to loot robot corpses in this game. That's right. I heard that AC has been praised. Armored Core has been praised for complexity of game systems and mechanics, says Kavax. All of this you've been talking about sounds like it's creating more opportunity for choice and complexity. That's exactly how I see it. Vadi has a breakdown video of Armored Core 6 if you want to load it up. I don't like doing that. That's not part of the plan today. But if you're telling me that it's going to lower your efficiency if you use repair kits, then I don't know why anybody would complain about that. You can take a massive amount of pride in never using a repair kit. I tell you what else they should do is the is that if you don't use lock on ever, it gives you like a bonus. You know what I mean? Like if you don't use repair kits, you should get a bonus cuz number 1 they're going to take away from your efficiency, right? But let's say you use one, okay? If you use none, you should get like a bonus. If you don't ever lock on, that should be another bonus. Like, give those longtime players their own way of playing. All jokes aside, have a great vacation. Thank you, I appreciate it. We're obviously all waiting for the FTC. I'm kind of hoping, I really hope she does a decision before Friday so that I can cover it. That'd be a nice, strong send-off for the channel because, man, oh, man, everybody went quiet in July. Like, it got really quiet in July. I think the, I think the stupid trial is keeping everything in a holding pattern. Taking risk usually involves the stratagem of having higher rewards, even if there are losses incurred. Sounds like the board game Risk. Yeah, imagine that dynamic of you're in the middle of a boss fight, and you've made it all this way without using a single repair kit, okay? And you know if you beat this boss without using the repair kit, you're going to get like a junk ton of efficiency and reward, okay? And you've got to make the decision. Do I continue on in this fight and risk dying because I'm really hurt? Or do I repair up and just win the fight? The temptation, I think, is a wonderful mechanic. Because what you're being done, what, what you're doing is, what's happening is, what's being done is, you're being given the choice. Victory or excellence. Which matters more to you right now? If all that matters is victory... You know, pop that repair core. You've got two more to go. You know you can win if you repair up. If you don't repair, though, you're going to get that excellence of, I didn't repair, I made it all the way to the end, I'm going to get all those bonus points. And those bonus points, if that leads to sort of a trajectory of increased power and spending and unlocks and everything else, that's I think that's a wonderful evolution of what we've read from the wiki of rewarding efficiency is part and parcel of how the game works the more efficient you are the more you're going to get the more cost the more money you're going to have the less cost you're going to incur i think it's a really really smart way of doing it excellence for me baby right and then that failure is going to sting but you're going to know it's a self-inflicted one i'm pretty positive everyone here is going to be using repair kits you uh, can start trying not to but good luck Bonus is, in fact, that you pay less fees. That's how it worked in the other armored uh, core ones. Uh, uh, AR core ones. I don't know what your auto-typing is doing something weird. You could run out of ammo and soft-lock yourself in the mission. Oh, that would be incredible. (laughs) 
I I wonder if they'll maintain that this time around, right? Will they maintain your ability uh, to soft lock yourself? You know, I, that would be I, that doesn't seem like a modern game to me, right? That sounds like something that can happen in an old game, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that that mechanic shouldn't be there, but do you do you really want to hurt me? No. Do you really want to to you know have people accidentally running out of money and being like, I can't do anything? <laughs> you know. CMA case happens at the same time, so the stupidity is not over. It was my understanding that the appeal hearing was like the 24th. Um, uh, yeah, July is to start on July 24th. So perfect. That's the day I get back. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'd still have the melee option. That is true. That is true. That's one of my favorite parts of the video is when he is when he uh, dashes in and slices him up. Yeah, I, I love I love how creatures the only one that got that reference. Do you really want to hurt me? Do you really want to make me cry? There we go. I wonder if it'll behave similarly to Warframe's revive system where the first repair doesn't cost too much, but you only get a set amount each time and it scales way up in cost. Gollum says, I'm sure they won't allow us to soft lock in the same way. I think they will understand the modern taste of games and put the pain points elsewhere. That's my hopes at least. Yeah, I don't think those are good game design pain points. That feels like oversight or oh, I'm sorry, that feels like a an oversight. Isn't it funny how oversight can both be something that is good and bad? Oh, that was an oversight. But you can also say, hey, they had really good oversight of this project. <laughs> Glorious English language. Repairing could set you back in a way. Maybe you repair left and right and make very little cash. Then you can't afford a piece of equipment that could give you the edge in your next fight. Right. I'm curious about that, Greg. So, in the previous Armored Cores... Let's say I'm suddenly poor in the game's economy. Can I go back and grind lower level or earlier missions to get some of my money back? You know, let's say I, I'm, I'm halfway through the game and I'm getting ready to go on a mission and I know by now I should have some significantly better upgrades or I should have invested some money in some things, but I've been poor the whole time because I've been playing like a garbage can, Right? Is there a way for me to 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 level that out? Is there a way for me to level out my my bank account, essentially, to say, oh my gosh, we we can't afford anything? By the way, if you guys are enjoying the show, we're about an hour into the show. Do me a favor and smash a like button. I guarantee you, there's about fifty of you that haven't hit like yet. That'll push us to three hundred likes. And consider gifting some members. These are really good days to do it because this is primarily the core audience. Everybody here is very loyal to the channel. This isn't like a big, you know, FTC debate stream where you're going to be gifting members to, you know, to to strangers. These are mostly our friends here. <laughs> mostly, I should say. I mean, Abe is here. Uh, Armored Core Nexus rewards it was based on efficiency and you can run out of resources if you have too many power weapons you could lopside your build okay you can go back to old levels for replayability okay there was arena missions with no cost it didn't give crazy money but still some it depends on what old systems they've decided to keep or bring back and if they find ways to implement them 
Lobo says, do energy weapons have independent energy sources, assuming there's cooldown periods depending on the energy ammo type? Pulse rounds versus beams. Hey, I ain't even do anything. <laughs> Abe's like, I ain't even do anything. What did I do? Out here catching strays. That's what you're doing. For the softlock issue, says Death's Angel, it was more about resource management during a mission in the other AC games, managing ammo, energy, ETC. So it was more was it, so it was like a softlock and you just have to restart the mission. The softlock wasn't like, well, my save is locked. It was, oh, I can't continue. I blew all my I blew all my my stuff. In Armored Core 1 through 2, if you got into debt, your character would die and be sold to science. Gemini Christmas. (laughs) Am I? Today's sensibilities might be a little too too touchy for that, right? Or in our game, if you get too poor, (laughs) you get sold. Sorry, gotta start over. You know, I could see that game getting, you know, quote unquote canceled. That'd be that'd be a little upsetting for some folks. They'd be like, "We don't we don't like that. That's that's mean. You're being too unkind. It's too sensitive. <laughs> you're sold for science. They're like, yeah, you're too. You're not worth anything. We're just gonna study your mech body for you know for discoveries. You know, how did you get so weak? Is the first thing we're gonna study. Building your mech before each mission." is usually pretty important in the previous game, so your resource management is important. Well, maybe resource management will balance out the other thing. The other thing for... A cause for concern was you can change mechs after every death, and there were people that took issue with that, but wouldn't that in turn potentially drive some of your cost up? Like, you're, you know, you're building your mech, you're investing, you, you, know, you switch mechs, you might not have the ability... To maybe make it, you know, any good, you might not have enough to really beef him up and make him powerful. I don't. Again, that could be one way to balance it out. To say, well, sure, you can you can change your mech, but does that really matter if you don't have any money, right? If you're playing poorly and you're dying, I believe that it it would it would potentially balance itself out a bit. Um. That's true to our current world, actually. Farm companies go right. Okay, butters. Kojima actually had an idea where, upon death, you would need to buy another copy of the game. My wife has always joked about that. She's like, "If I made a game and you died, that's it. The game gets uninstalled. You lost. It's game over." <laughs> I was like, "Babe, nobody would buy that game. It would not be a very successful game." <laughs> new mech every season oh did i say every season sorry every oh every season you're making a diablo joke yeah 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 you gotta you gotta you gotta make a new mech every season that's a uh that's how the seasonal format works in armored core 6 (laughs) just really bait the armored core community be like this just in guys armored core 6 season (laughs) 1 Rubicon Reborn, you're uh, you're gonna have to make a new mech every single time one of these seasons rolls around. We got new content, new mech abilities, uh, new weapons, new things to fight. But yeah, no, you got to start all the way over. Sorry, that's why we named it Rubicon Reborn. Uh, we, you know, you're you're basically being reborn every time a season starts. 
if there's a lot of customization, probably a resource management system in the game, driving cost, but you make a lot uh, based on efficiency, just my guess. See, okay, that's actually something that might end up turning me off, depending on how painful it can get, because I never like when you have depreciating returns, or maybe I'm not saying this right, exponential pain, almost like pain magnification. The more you fail, the worse things get, and then you're not. Then the worse you're going to be be able to, excuse me, overcome the challenges. Does that make sense? I don't necessarily like a game that has that sunk cost pain magnification. The example I'll give is in Sekiro. I didn't like using any of the shinobi arts or stuff because I didn't like the idea of ending up in a currency drought because a fight went poorly. Does that make sense? I preferred to do everything for the most part, just blade only. It was like, you can't take my blade or my healing away. These are the two things I'm going to use to overcome these fights. As opposed to being like, yeah, well, you spent all of your stuff, so the fight was going really well, when you had all of your currency but you lost a couple of times and now you don't have any of that currency so now that thing that was helping you is gone does that make sense that kind of stuff always frustrates me because it doesn't feel like I'm getting a fr- like a fresh start I guess would be the example I would like that'd be the way that I would phrase it I, I feel like I'm always I feel like I'm continually getting set back. In past Armor Core titles, the parts you buy and sell are one-to-one. So you can buy parts and sell them for their original cost so you can experiment. Okay, well, that I like. <clears throat> that I like. The idea of, well, I bought this and thought it was going to be great and I can't stand it. I want I want my money back. The more you struggle, the harder it becomes, so you struggle more. Right, that's why I called it like pain magnification. I don't need the pain and the suffering and the failure to be magnified by the pain and the suffering and the failure. Auto emails you and says, you suck, we've uninstalled the game. That's right, you're not cut out for this. Mercy mode. Human Plus returns from the original game and works as it did before. By incurring a high enough debt, your character sells their body to science and you restart the playthrough with your debt cleared and a new power. The process can be repeated multiple times for increasingly useful updates. Your human operator in the old ones. Now, is that coming into Armored Core 6? Would people do that on purpose? Would they intentionally do all that to get all of the useful updates and the, and the new powers? You know what I mean? Just keep getting into debt, keep getting sold in, starting over. You know, As, like is that a fast route? Is that a fast? <laughs> is that a fast route to easy mode? Yeah, just throw, just throw the Vegeta method. The Vegeta method. That's right. Like, just throw. Let them. Let them win. Let them win again. Let them win again. And all of a sudden, you come back and you're like, I have like five powers now. You have no. <laughs> My power has doubled since the last we met, Dooku. <laughs> uh, we play as already augmented humans in AC6. Okay, so yes. I saw a post on Reddit of people saying they were immediately going to try to go into debt to see how it works. Armored core equivalent of hitting max level in a starting region before hitting the first boss. Yeah, just incur a bunch of debt. 
I wonder how far you have to play though in order to incur enough debt for you know to trigger that mechanic of you know oh I'm gonna start over and get a power you know you might not be able to do it super early in the game because you don't there's I don't how how much could you possibly lose in the very beginning. What I was typically doing in those games is relying on plasma-based weapons to be more efficient on ammo expenses, and those weapons are typically more light, so I could use a lighter and faster core to complete my missions faster and receive a bigger reward. So I like what Critopsy is saying is that you can come up with the build to complement your play style, so that like if that's how you want to play, then you just build your core for that. You say, nope, I'm going to do fast and agile and plasma and I'm going to zip through these missions and get that efficiency rating does this turn into like the Dark Souls trope does Armored Core turn into that where people are like just skip these guys (laughs) yeah you don't have to fight those guys that always amazed me when my first playthrough of Dark Souls 3 happened It, it always blew my mind how many people were like yeah just skip this yo good morning Javier just turn the game on and auto hotkey and find the first cliff you can jump off of. That's right. That's right. Sounds like somebody who's familiar with throwing in trials, if you ask me. Um, if players do constantly die, there could be an alternate ending where the player would be forced to restart the game before the final fight to go through without the initial benefits. That would be terrible. What, you get all the way to the final fight and they're like, yeah, we know who you are. <laughs> we know all those debts that have been wiped clean, you can't come in here. You can uh, YouTube the Human Plus Surgery video. It's 10 seconds. It doesn't show the surgery, but it's implied. Oh, got it. If players do constantly die, I already read that. I'm sure there'll be resource management, so you won't always be able to build your perfect mech every mission, depending on how well you do. Right. One of the things that was really central to a lot of the interviews about Armored Core 6 gameplay was that customization was a huge focus. Like, if you don't lean into customization in this game, like, I don't think you're going to come up with a build and just be like, yep, this is my build for the entire game. Right? I don't don't feel like... That doesn't feel like how they've described it. It feels like a game where you're constantly going to be making adjustments and tweaks and changes to your build. No matter what game I play, I always have uh, kill to kill every enemy. Even in Destiny, I would kill every enemy in Strikes. Oh yeah, you're you're really in the minority if you're actually killing enemies in Destiny. That's yeah. What kind of a weirdo does that? That uh, <laughs> what are you doing that for? <laughs> Just run to the end. You know, go to the door, do the thing to open the door, go to the next door do the thing to open that door and then go to the boss and kill him right this has been your daily strike you you know tutorial for destiny please like share and subscribe <laughs> you know all right guys i got your raid guide here go into the room do the thing to open the door and go to the next room do that thing to open the door when you're done doing that thing go to the room do the thing that lets you hurt the boss do that three times and then final phase make sure and shoot him so he doesn't blow you up all right thanks for watching that covers pretty much every raid they've made all right we'll see you in the next one (laughs) question 
It says Chronic Spin Dash. Never played an Armored Core game, but it looks interesting, and I kind of want to try it. What kind of game is it? Souls? What should I know before jumping in? It's definitely not a Souls game, okay? <clears throat> it's not a Souls game. It's going to be influenced by Souls, though, okay? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be influenced by Souls. So there's going to be elements of, you know resting and getting repair kits back, right? You probably get checkpoints and maybe the enemies come back as well. And it's going to be friggin' hard, okay? But at its core, it's a mech, a customizable mech action RPG. You're like a mech that customizes your build and you're dodging and flying and zipping around and you're fighting, you know, really, really challenging enemies and, and, and environments as well. The environments look like they could definitely be similar to things that we've seen in games like Dark Souls where the environment itself is set up to be a little bit perilous. Yo, homie, hits eight months of membership. Welcome back in. And yeah, it's mission-based as well. It's not like open world or exploratory like uh, like Elden Ring. It's not an RPG. How is it not an RPG? I, what, do, what? How do you define RPG? This is a game with a whole lot of stats and customization of your character and that customization leads to different attacks and different play styles. That's, I feel like that's pretty much what what we expect for in RPGs. Uh, if you've not played any Armored Core games and you aren't sure if you want to try this game but you're interested, please wait for the review videos. Uh, it's very different. Th- so, do you guys think there's going to be an Armored Core 6 demo? They're apparently bringing a demo. Not apparently. There was a press release. Bandai is bringing a demo to uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And if they're bringing a demo to Comic-Con, do you think that's just like a small slice just for that event? Or are they going to release something to the public? Because if you if you build out and slice out a demo to take to Comic-Con, why would you not push that out to the general public to try as well? You don't level up in Armored Core, you just change your build? Okay, let me ask you something. How do you change your build? What do you use to change your build? And how do you get those things? You're going to quickly find that you're describing an RPG, right? You have money instead of XP, and the more money you have, by playing better, you spend that money on stuff to then add to your character. Kind of like in an RPG where you have XP, and you use that XP to buy skills that change your play style and you have a skill tree it's very very similar i understand that's not the centrality of the game right i understand that it's not it's centrality is not an rpg but come on it's definitely got rpg elements in it rpg is a very very uh nebulous term it's not rigid any game where i'm acquiring a currency or xp of sorts to invest in my character's build and power and I can make changes to that build and power and the more I play the more currency and the more XP I have to do that I feel like at a very low level you can say yeah that's an RPG there will be a network test which is essentially a demo and it will be for the public says Broken Messiah they've done this every game with online since Dark Souls 2 maybe not Bloodborne though I didn't get into the Elden Ring network test, so that wasn't exactly public, was it? That was a limited amount of people. So I don't know. I mean, I guess they could do a network test with this, but I they didn't the Elden Ring one wasn't public, was it? I don't remember being able to play that, unless I've completely lost my mind and my memory. I thought that was limited. 
You could say that Mario Brothers 3 is an RPG as you play the role of an Italian plumber based on that argument. Yeah, I mean, if you really go back to the basics of role-playing game, how RPG is used in, in common gamer vernacular, I think a game with currency upgrades and customization is close enough to say, yeah, there's RPG elements, right? I wasn't trying to give like a comprehensive, rigid definition of the game. I was just kind of giving, you know, some generic descriptors of like what the game has. Um, that's a good description of the game. The marketing is definitely lacking and weird. Definitely could use a demo, says Gaming on Broadway. But I think From is riding on the hype of Elden Ring. Uh, they know either way this will be the best-selling Armored Core to date. I thought that that was interesting, that people were drawing comparisons between the marketing of Elden Ring and the marketing of... the marketing of, um, of Armored Core 6. They were basically pointing and saying, look, man, you know, the the way they marketed Elden Ring, we had way more information by now. We had 20 minutes of gameplay. We had a network test. We had all of that. I, I don't know what... I, Armored Core's lack of presence at Summer Game Fest, I won't use the word concerning. I'll just call it odd. It was just a little odd. There were numerous times where we expected Armored Core to show up. And we were like, yeah, they, they just didn't. And le- Am I misremembering? Weren't there multiple times we thought Armored Core was going to show up to one of the conferences, to one of the showcases, and they just weren't there? I thought that was a little strange because it's like, you know, June, in, you know, in two months your game comes out. This seems like a pretty good time to be out here marketing and talking to the gaming public about your game. You know, Armored Core fans already know what it is. It's always been the oddball. I mean, I guess, was an AC demo ever on the old Jump Pack games? I'm not sure. It's a noteworthy difference for sure, says Parasito. Do you ever see your pilot in Armored Core games? I played them, but it's been a long time. Oh, I don't know. They intentionally downplayed the marketing of Armored Core 6 to avoid overhyping the title because they are afraid of a wave of disappointment from Elden Ring fans afterwards. Well, okay, so the one guy's video, Marwin, he touched on that. And he basically said his concern was this was, um, this was Zyostorm. Zyostorm was, ba- Zyostorm, I think is how you say it. His concern was you're going to have a ton of people coming over from Elden Ring just because it's another FromSoft game. And he's like, you should be out here giving very, very clear indications of what kind of game this is. That if you're a fan of Elden Ring, this is going to be very, very different. So I don't think he was necessarily saying, oh, you should be out here marketing and hyping it up. He was more like, man, you should be out here talking about the game. You should be out here telling people what's going on. Give people the goods. Give people the footage and the details. Eugene says, Summer Game Fest, they showed the game behind closed doors to the press. That's where the initial previews all came from. Okay, so they took that route. See, that's interesting, Eugene, because there was a capture event on or around July 7th, according to PCGamesN.com. There was some kind of an Armored Core event with content creators and influencers. Then, July 20th through the 23rd, there's going to be a playable demo for the public of Armored Core. I would imagine next week is when the embargo drops 
on the capture event if you're letting the public play the game, right? So then I, I imagine you'll get a bunch of feedback and stuff this this coming next week when I'm out of town. And it'll be people saying, yep, I saw the game. This is what I saw. This is what I thought. These are the questions that we were able to ask. You know, here's all the info they gave us. Here's some B-roll. You know, things of that nature. If you guys have just tuned in, make sure and smash the like button. Consider helping us hit the member goal. Been a bit of a weird last two days, but you guys have made it excellent. Yesterday was huge. We had like over 100-something gifted members. Continue to bounce back that number. And uh, we're going to continue having content all throughout this week. And next week when I'm out of town, there will also be content. There'll be uploads that hit every morning instead of a live show, but you'll be able to come in, watch those premieres, and hang out with the chat. I'll poke my head in when I can. I will be on vacation. What do you think about performance? Well, I've not noticed anything about uh, performance, okay? I've not noticed anything about performance, but what I have noticed is this is highly edited. It is highly, highly edited, where they're saying... Some people are concerned. They're saying, oh my gosh, like, where's the, it doesn't seem seamless. Like, are they, are they worried? Are they, uh, you know, are, are they concerned that this is, is it, is it, is it glitchy? Is it buggy? Is it, is it broken? Cause they're like, they're doing, they're cutting the camera. So that doesn't necessarily mean that performance is a problem, but it does mean that here you go slice this is this is this is a fight and then slice this is a fight they're not showing like raw mission point a to point z and everything in between right oh did they actually deny the injunction thank frick they did that before friday i get to cover it now i was so worried she was going to wait till friday and we were going to be we weren't going to be able to cover it because i'm going to be leaving town on friday obviously I'm, I'm not happy with the result but I'll at least be able to cover it like I was so I was kind of sweating a little bit I was like dad gummit if she waits till Friday <laughs> I'll be in my car like writing a monologue <laughs> so okay the, 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 she denied uh, according to Paul here on, on kick the court has been denied that they're, they're denying the motion for the preliminary injunction okay so now the question is timeline for next week right they have so many days to close the deal before next week unless they get an extension on that date as well as far as I know there's there's a lot of moving parts now that there is no PI okay a little bit of a sigh of release of relief for me not the decision I wanted the PI to be granted but I will at least be able to do a show about it are you going to cover remnant 2 before it drops I have a show or video that I may end up doing on remnant 2 yes I've been gathering some information about that game. There's some interesting things with that game and how they're using some uh, some technology. Undoubtedly, the FTC will appeal. I'm imagining the FTC will appeal the decision. I don't know what that does with the timeline. I don't know what what it does with Microsoft's deadline um, next n- next week. I don't know what that does with all that timing. We'll have to do some research today uh, about that. And my viewership is spiking. It's it's amazing. It's amazing that you, you, all, you all will come here from an FTC decision, but you won't come and watch a discussion about Armored Core. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> uh, we will be able to do a show about that tomorrow. I am just glad that the decision came down before Friday because I am leaving town uh, on Friday. 
Um, it was denied because the FTC has not been able to show a likelihood of success on any one of its theories of harm. Okay, so the theories of harm are not are not likely enough. Okay, that's the argument. Okay, well that's better than what I thought she was going to say. That's that's a far better conclusion. I thought she was going to take a very very different route. If she denied the injunction, I was worried her logic was going to go in a different uh, in a different way. Birthday girl enjoying some Reforge gaming while daddy enjoys his Reforge roast. Oh, that is adorable, Helix. It makes me want to. It makes me want to go like this. It makes me want to be like like this. Hi, hi. What are you doing? You know, I wonder if she'll react. She's down, right? It's like how would I? Do? I don't know how I would do that. How I'd have to like come down low. Right? Come down low on the camera like this. You know? See if she reacts and gets excited. That's adorable. I was busy uh, and grabbed my phone. Hey, no, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. I was just giving people some... uh, I was just giving people beef. (laughs) I agree. Back to the main discussion. Who here has uh, Armored Core 6 pre-ordered? Oh, Gaming on Broadway says, The people at Summer Game Fest got to see this mission in its entirety. I don't think they mentioned anything about performance being bad. I think that's one thing it's being praised for. Okay, good, good. Well, I was just being asked about performance gaming on Broadway, and I was like, I can't speak to performance when the footage is this spliced up. Do you get what I'm saying? I wasn't saying performance was bad. I was like, I can't make a judgment on performance when you're only showing me slices. Now, if somebody saw it point A to point B... And they're like, it looked good to me. Mission, they ran the whole mission. Then I'm like, cool. We we just know that FromSoft, in their games up to now, have had issues with you know frame timing. They've had issues with frame rate. They've had issues with performance. Like they don't have exactly the purest history, I would say, with respect to performance. Because it's a cross-gen game, I hope it runs well. Right. That's the other issue, you know. You hopefully, hopefully, it runs well on all platforms, right? I will pre-order. Uh, I will be buying any game from From Software. I don't pre-order games anymore. I'm hyped, but not enough to pre-order. Well, let me put your guys, you know, mind at ease. If you're considering whether or not to get Armored Core Six, then the question is, do you pre-order? Do you not? I will be covering this game on its launch date. I will also be covering it if I can get into the demo. If there is, in fact, a demo that's, you know, streamable, recordable, all those things. I will do that for you guys, okay? I will. I will uh, I will let you see that. So, never pre-order after Cyberpunk. Yeah, with, with listen, with the dawn and the growth of YouTube and, and the purple platform, I mean, you have access to so much gameplay day before typically because of review embargoes day before and day of there's just not really a need unless you're a diehard fan and you're very confident and the developer is very consistent and you really want the pre-order bonuses like an example would be Spider-Man 2 I'm very confident in Insomniac I know I'm going to like the game so yeah let me have that cool statue let me get that collector's edition right I actually got it wait did she react Hang on, hang on. I don't want I don't want your sound. Did she react? No way. Come on. <laughs> no. Oh, she looked away. No, now she's looking. Now she's looking. <laughs> That'd have been so cute if she waved back. That would have been absolutely killer. That'd have been killer. 
Uh, I'm pre-ordering Mortal Kombat 1 and that's it. Shang Tsung, my boy. Okay, well, see, there's an example, right? If you're a huge fan, it makes perfectly good sense. I'm passing on this even though I love FromSoft unless I get a demo. Uh, I'm anti-pre-order because of the past. Most over the age of 30 don't uh, don't pre-order. Really? Uh, if you're not into mecha fantasy, I would avoid Armored Core TBH. You know what's funny, though, is I've never been into these game types, Paul. And what are your guys' thoughts on the customization? That's another point of criticism uh, from the community is that customization looks also casualified. They think it's been too simplified. I thought the, the the way they had described customization up to this point, it sounded to me like it was going to be way too complex, and I wasn't I was going to experience that that paralysis. This looks like something I could hang with, right? This looks like something I could hang with, and the question is, you know, is is that is that the opinion of just really really hardcore fans or? I don't know, like, if you want me, if you want somebody to come in and customize their mech, man, you, you gotta make it work well, right? You gotta make it look good, you gotta make it, you know, actually engageable, not something that, like, I need an Excel spreadsheet. Does that make sense? <clears throat> uh, how did Microsoft win? I, I told you all in the final remarks, I thought that the merits of the case were argued well, but I also thought Microsoft did a really good job. I was very, very 50-50. I thought they did a good job. They argued the merits well. I think they should have been granted the injunction. I think they made a good case. I think it, the, the problem came down to their model. They didn't, they, didn't have that, they didn't have that model argument is locked in tight. I said that they looked bad at that point. When they were looking for that page number... The judge didn't seem too compelled with their model of harm. And the model of harm, the judge said, this is pivotal for your argument. And that was the, that was the chink in the armor. That was the weak point in the... That was the weak chain link that probably broke their case. So, you know. I, I, I said in my summation of it, I said, they didn't look too good. They didn't look too good at this part. And the judge seemed to think this was pivotal. So we'll discuss it more lengthily tomorrow, please. It's definitely simpler, says Typhoon, just weapons booster, FCS generator. Yeah, like, I don't think customization needs to be bonkers insane. They're showing the base stats that are most important, but there's a display title um, that that near doubles the stats. It can get very deep if you want it to. I have always celebrated complexity with beneath simplicity. Right? I've always said that complexity beneath simplicity is the key because if you want to go crazy if if you want to go super super deep then go for it buddy but if i want to be like hey i want to be quick and i want to go boom boom they're like cool put this on and that on and you can go quick and you can go boom boom that's all i need right and if and if that works for me and I'm, I'm having success and I'm beating things, right? And you're finessing and you're absolutely dominating, you know, we're, uh, we're both experiencing the game in a good way. We're both experiencing the game as 
as Spectrum allows. As I've always argued for, Spectrum, right? When you offer Spectrum, and I can engage at this level, and you can engage at this level, and we're both having a good time. Yo, DK Beggar gives a membership, and that takes us to eight. If you guys want to hit this goal... We have not missed this goal since November of last year, and DK Beggar is keeping hope alive. It goes to Dynamite Black 2. You don't need to do big gifted member bombs. You guys can walk that all the way to 25. Every 25, I give 5. Thank you so much, DK Beggar. Armored Core is exactly your type, then. You can do both with good piloting skills. Ambo says, it's a bit simplified, but I believe it won't be too simplified. There is that toggle display button, which might show tons of other unseen stats all right chat let's stay on topic we can talk ftc another time yeah abe thank you you guys don't don't cannibalize tomorrow's show okay don't cannibalize tomorrow's show i can't i can't pivot you know i i went and did a bunch of research into the new game the armored core 6 new gameplay player concerns player complaint player criticisms and the potential upcoming demo right we ran through that monologue we're discussing that now uh the current topic of discussion is the customization you know one of the criticisms from players is that the customization is too simplified uh they again there's an argument that this thing is being casualified and that's what we're discussing right now. It seems that both Zep and DK Baker are going to single-handedly tag team this today. They're all on their own on the battlefield. Thank you so much, Zep. Dropping a five bomb on chat, and it goes to Crowcell and Crowded House and Complicated Sam, Lake Show Gaming Universe, and Point by Point. Trying to bounce back and get some of that cushion before I go out of town next week. Thank you guys for doing that. Days like today are probably some of the best to do big, big gifts because we're primarily hanging out with the core viewing audience. We don't have all that uh, all that uh, extra layers of viewership that comes from, you know, big moments of hearings and cases and mergers. Can I change colors and such? Yes, you can. They actually show that at the tail end of the customization he uh he switches it to like an orange and white this is really when some of the gundam influence i think comes in that just looks friggin' awesome did, did his gun change color yeah even his gun changed color to to be like a matching almost like a deep rusty bronze and then you can see him in action with his orange and white this mini boss fight i thought looked really really fun uh just a lot of quick movements and, and agility some quick spins and stuff to keep him center stage it is it is again heavily edited there's a, there was a cut there i'm not sure why another cut there maybe they're just trying to shorten the fight this fight might take quite a bit longer than than the entirety of uh, of the footage there we go. Now it's starting to feel like a normal day. Helix Music drops one and takes us to 14 and then five from the big man himself, Stone Spire Hall. Good to see one go to Web Dave. If you guys missed that interview, check out Web Dave on YouTube. He did an interview with me. You can go search for Web Dave Reforge Gaming. I'm sure you will find it. Yeah, the movement is very smooth. <clears throat> that was the thing that really caught my attention in this gameplay is that it was smooth it was fast but it's also like you can tell what's going on there are moments in final fantasy 16 like i can't tell what the frick's going on right (laughs) it's like i'm buried in a fireworks display this looks very smooth very crisp very clear i can see what's happening you know and again it being highly edited that might be for time 
Okay, that could be for the sake of time. It could be for the sake of the fact that they're, you know, they're just trying to get things, you know, condensed down into a four-minute video. Maybe they're also potentially worried about. I I don't know showing too much. Maybe there's things they're trying to keep out of view of the public. Anytime footage like this is heavily edited, there can be a variety of reasons. It's not always a, a, a super concerning thing. It's not always something that we have to be, you know, on watch for, or on guard for. Like, I don't feel like they're trying to mislead us or anything. I wonder about console performance. I don't see this game, I don't see anything in this game that would be a cause for worry about performance on the PS5 or the Series X. We'll, we'll see what it does on the Series S because the areas and the distance, the draw distance, the areas, the speed, the projectiles, the particle effects, this is the stuff, th- this is where the Series S struggles, right? The Series S struggles with, you know, large areas, large draw distances, fast-moving objects, lots of projectiles and particle effects, lighting effects, just the jetpacks on the back. I mean, there's a lot going on here. I think one thing in the Series S's favor is I don't see anything that looks, you know, predominantly next-gen, so they should be able to dumb down certain things, um, textures, draw distance, things like that to, to smooth over performance. The big thing with this game that I think people are probably going to get frustrated by is if, if, you, if you're capped at 30 FPS on the S. It's such a fast game. It's such a fast game. Yo, another gifted member from Javier Cotto, and then one from DK Baker setting us up to get right on the doorstep of 25. Thank you guys so much for doing that. 200 missiles at once. That's right. We talk about price. It's 60 for all platforms, old and next-gen, PC2. This room requirements are low on Steam. Last-gen won't struggle to run it. Well, I mean, again, again, just because the system requirements are low doesn't mean that like last gen or a weak PC or the Series S, that doesn't necessarily mean that they they won't struggle to run it. Because again, the what what it comes down to is everything can look great in a sequence like this. Everything can look great and run great on old gen. Everything can look great and run great great on like a Series S, and then you're gonna get in a room. With like what somebody's saying in chat, Berserk, like 200 missiles at once. All of a sudden, your screen is filled with with 200 projectiles, and that's a serious problem. Yo, Rizik comes in and manages to push it over the line. It was a slow start, but we got it done, and now we can set our sights on 50. 26 members on the day. Thank you, Rizik, coming in. The faithful homies that consistently give Javier, DK Baker, Rizik, Stone Spire, and Zep. You guys have been bringing it today. Thank you guys so much for doing that. We appreciate your belief in what we do here and supporting us. And Helix as well, Helix Music. Guys, thank you so much for gifting members to people here in the community. Off topic, what does anybody know? Starfield footage is shown in direct was on PC. We don't know. Didn't the older games run at 30 FPS on console? Haven't seen a ton of the old games' performance, but... um, but the idol here's the thing this is armored core 5 right not nearly as fast not nearly as snappy not nearly as agile right let's skip ahead let's get some more gameplay on screen for you a lot more contained you know again this is an 11 year old game 
expectations were different back then okay I this was probably considered ahead of some curves at su- to some degree okay to some degree this was considered incredible and it was for the time okay but it's 11 years old and you can tell right no shade at all no shade whatsoever but you come into this game and you look at the speed and this is obviously all 60 Yo, Javier Cotto brings in another one. He says, this is not a day to sit down. Let's let's get some big numbers, okay? Let's get some big numbers. Hang on, let me switch scenes so I can add it. That takes us to 31. That's a nice 20-bomb layup to 51. Gee, many Christmas. You guys are amazing. Like, watch what happens here, okay? He gets gets surprised. He shields. He gets bum-rushed, and whoop, he flips around. Like, you're not doing that. You're not doing that in the original game. So again, you know, 30 FPS is going to be an issue, right? I I think it is. I think it's going to be an issue. I'm still using an NVIDIA RTX 2060, uh, and I still run Elden Ring, God of War, Hogwarts Legacy, Lies B, Dying Light at 60. Yeah, I mean, there's different, you can, you can use, I mean, you can have mid lane, medium sized, decent rigs that you can, you know, you can squeeze a lot out of, right? If the older games weren't in fast, I understand the worries. Just wondering how it is compared to the older games. My knowledge is very limited, right? I mean, I can continue to try to give you guys some side by side comparisons here um, of just like, just watch what he does here. Okay. He scans and watch, watch what he does. Just watch how fast comes out, slides, slides, dodges again, dodges, lands, spins to the left. He's going to take out these little grunts. He gets shot from downtown. Once these guys are out, he's going to target this guy. Well, actually targeted something behind him. It looks like, and then he's going to just absolutely dash in there and get him. All right. So now we're in a customization and then watch this. Let's back it up a little bit. Watch the action here. It seems a lot more tactical, a lot slower. 30 FPS not really an issue as he almost pivot scans, doesn't flip scan, doesn't, doesn't he's not doing quick pan and scans. He's like pivot scanning. Right? A lot more this is a lot more, you know, lane rail based. You're kind of on rails, you're kind of on a lane, you know. Not a lot of swiveling and pivoting quickly. We'll see here. Right? Let's see how this goes. It's getting a little cramped. But again, I'm I'm not seeing the need to do anything that quick or that snappy. Right? Maybe we're about to see a boss fight. This is a boss fight. Here maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure. Like just look at the look at the way he's kind of investigating. Look at how he's turning around. Do you see? I just, I, I, I don't think you're not going to need in a game like this, you're just, you're just not going to need 60 FPS. You're not going to need something to be super fast, super snappy. Please show for answer. That's not really relevant to what we're talking about. We're talking about whether or not the new game with what it's offering, this is a good fight to showcase it. Okay. Will 30 FPS be a hindrance? Just watch this fight. Watch how fast he flips around, spins around, dodges. and Look at that. Look at that. You want to do all that at 30? 
Really? It's games like this that are going to really start to show people the 30 versus 60 debate is is a debate that's been over for a while. You, you Many people just haven't conceded yet. They either don't have a system that's able to, or you know, they don't have a TV, or they don't care. But you're going to start to play games that will show, they will show you. You'll start to feel it. I believe it. I believe it. Like you're going to start to boot up games that are that fast and that are that snappy. And you're going to say, man, this, this 30 FPS thing is for the birds. Like I can't do anything. This game's 30. No, 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 no. The issue is D Tom armored core six will be on old gen systems as well as the series S. My estimation is that old gen systems in the series S will be running this game at 30, right? He's saying watch for answer because it's faster than this and it ran at 30. Okay. Eugene got me an armored core 360 game. The fact that you're telling me an Xbox 360 game is going to run faster than what I've just looked at. I I I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. 4 is definitely looking faster. All right, hang on. This is a minute and a half. You're telling me this is going to be faster than what we've watched in AC6. No. The pivots are already not nearly as fast. This is faster than 5, but this is not faster than 6. No way. No. Okay, the spinning is faster than 5. This is still not faster than 6. AC4 can get insanely fast. I still don't think he's being required to do things that's that that would require 60. He's still pivoting to lanes. He's still pivoting the lanes. He's not being put in environments where he's got to like all of a sudden like zip flip around. Now again, there could be later footage that that'll, that'll show that that's a necessity. Even this fight He's still he's still not doing any of the stuff that we've seen. All right, come on. Is this guy a bad player? Is this just bad footage? He's not doing anything like we've seen in six. This is faster than five. I will 100% grant you that. But come on. This is bad footage. Show NA versus Japan. Okay, going to extreme examples of PvP fights is not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. Why did I all of a sudden, like, not have a good crop? There we go. Like, I'm telling you, the, the speed and agility and the volitional choices that we're seeing here... If, if you're trying to argue that, oh, l- l- like, let's track the argument. Let's track the argument. And I'm going to show you why your argument's not compelling. Let's say I find amazing PvP footage of Armored Core 4, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's really fast. Guess what? It would be better at 60 FPS. It would be faster. It would be more precise. You'd have more precision. You'd have more control. Even if you... Show me footage of Armored Core 4 
that's insanely fast, you're still incorrect about 30 versus 60. You're not actually proving that, oh, well, 30 will be totally fine. 60 will still be better every time. AC6 is very slow compared to FA's mid to late game. That single player, not PvP. Right, but the point, the only point we were making is when you're required to do really fast pivots, really fast turns and spins, 60 FPS grants you more accuracy, more precision. This this is objective fact. This is not preference or opinion. It, it isn't. There's, there is no instance where you're going to tell me that 30 FPS is just fine in games that are really, really fast. If I gave you the choice to play Armored Core 4, a PvP fight, would you rather play at 60 or 30? Who do you think would have the advantage? The person playing Armored Core 4 at 30 or 60? You know what the answer is. You know in a PvP fight, in Armored Core 4, whoever was at 60 would have the advantage over the person at 30. If I could wave a wand and grant you that ability... That's the point we were making, is the people that play Armored Core 6 on old gen and Series S, it's not going to be as good as the people that can play it at 60 on PC or the or, or the Series X or the PS5. Two spot from Vortex. Do you think Space Marine 2 will be any good? I don't know if we've seen actual gameplay footage of Space Marine 2. It looks incredible, but it also looks like fake gameplay. It looks like fully rendered it looks simulated. It doesn't look genuine. I don't feel like we've seen genuine gameplay of that yet. I, I can't wait to be proven wrong. If that's the real, if that's real, authentic, raw gameplay of Space Marine 2, great. We're not saying you're wrong. Well, I, maybe people were just misunderstanding me. I wasn't trying to say that like, oh, you won't be able to play it. It's like, that's just not going to be as good. It's going to be harder to be precise. It's going to be challenging to do quick spins and turns at 30 versus 60. That The point I was making was that if you play this game and you're in those crazy fast fights, that's, that's going to be significantly harder. That's, it's not going to be nearly as easy. You're not going to have as easy of a time to, to manage those fights. We've seen this in other games. We've seen this in other games and other debates. There were debates about... PC versus console in raid races in games where console was playing at 30 and PC was able to play at 60. They were a lot more precise. We ran the numbers of damage output. We ran the accuracy numbers of the player pools and the players that were in, you know, entering the raid races. We looked at time to completion. We looked at all of it and console couldn't even compete. Wasn't that division? I feel like that was division where that big debate happened. That's all we were doing. That's the, that's a conversation we were having. I don't I don't work for you. If you're just going to sit here and demand I go look up footage, go away. I looked up 5, I looked up 4. I don't want to look up any more footage. That's not the point of the discussion. The point of the discussion was not were there old armored core games that were fast? The point of the discussion was the people that play armored core 6 at 30 FPS are going to find it not as smooth, not as good, not as precise as the people who play Armored Core 6 on a next-gen console or on PC. It wasn't a matter of actually comparing all of the Armored Core games. You're misunderstanding the debate. The debate was not, 
whether or not there were fast-moving games in the past. There are plenty of fast-moving games in the past. I grew up on Descent and Forsaken and games that were, you know, especially Descent, if you wanted to play that game, Joystick was really one of the best ways to play it. So I'm aware that there were fast games back in the day. That wasn't the debate. The debate was 30 versus 60 in fast-moving games. That's the debate. If you're going to play a fast-moving game and you want to be precise, I'll give you another example. Ghost of Tsushima, if you want to play those duels at lethal, the person playing at 30 is going to have a harder time than the person playing at 60. It's just easier. You have more to look at. You have you have more opportunities for reflexes and turns and parries and dodges. I thought you said Forspoken? No, Forsaken. Forsaken was on the N64. We played Descent on PC. Descent was really cool. It was kind of ahead of its time. No, I will not be discussing that today. That's not how I run my show. I, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll take the afternoon to properly research it, get documents, get quotes, and do an opening monologue, right? I know the people who clip snipe me on Twitter and are dedicated to making fun of me and hate me because they're just pathetic individuals. They'll tell you that I'm like dodging the story or refusing to talk about it. No, I run a show that's at a higher quality than the bottom of a barrel of dung, so I don't do that. I don't just immediately whip up a show and and just sling my thoughts out there. We put a lot of effort and work into the shows that we put on. It's, it's why our superior product is continually attacked by people with an inferior product. So, I just don't do that. If you ever expect me to be like, breaking news, like, and all of a sudden I pivot to something else, that's that's just not how we operate here. How many people who are going to play on last gen are also going to play on PC or next gen to see the difference? Well, I don't even know if it's about the difference, Gilly. The point that I was trying to make before we got sidetracked by people that are like, look up this, look up that, that that wasn't the point. The point wasn't, are there old games that are fast? I think more and more, as you play newer and newer games that push the envelope of speed and required precision you're going to feel the pain of 30. Especially if you've played anything at 60. If you've played Fortnite at 60 FPS, right? If you play Fortnite at 60 FPS, because they got 60 FPS in Fortnite on old-gen consoles, and then you come and try and play some of the fights we saw today in Armored Core 6, you are 100% going to have a harder time. It's going to feel sluggish and slow. I'm not trying to argue or hate. I'm just saying you should take consideration why people think this way. What, that people misunderstand the argument and think that if I find footage of Armored Core 4 that's fast, it invalidates my point when it doesn't? It doesn't invalidate my point. I even said, I I guarantee you, you can show me Armored Core 4 that's really fast. That has nothing to do with my point. And I don't want to do a reaction to Armored Core 4 NA versus Japan. I don't. I don't work for you. I don't recognize your names. I don't know who you are. I don't take requests. This isn't this isn't a DJ. Like I'm not at a wedding. This isn't a dance hall where you can come in and just ask me to do things. Like, like go away if that's what you want. I don't do that. I plan a show, I plan a topic, I engage with the audience. I don't I don't just take requests, especially from people I have never seen before. It's just irritating. We 
We do a talk show. We don't do a, a request hour. Uh, pretty sure even Wheezy doesn't think Armor Core 6 will be as fast as Armor Core 4. It's But again, I don't think it's about comparing the speed. Right? It's not about comparing the speed. Like, we're getting lost in the details that are superfluous to the discussion. Right? The discussion is not about were there fast games before now? That's not what the discussion is about. It's not about that. It's about 60 versus 30 in really fast games. That's the discussion. And just because in the past, when everybody was playing at 30, there were really fast games, that was like 12 years ago. Armored Core 5 is 11 years old. Do you understand? That's more than a decade ago. You honestly think the last 11 or 12 years of gaming... People aren't going to have different expectations. They're not going to play a game and think, this feels kind of sluggish. This doesn't seem to be as responsive as I need it to be. Because maybe they've played a game at 60. Maybe they've played Fortnite at 60. That's all it takes. If you play one game for any period of time at 60, a game at 30, especially one that is as fast and as snappy as this, you're going to feel it. That's the only point that I was making. 30 versus 60, like, always puts us in this weird lane of, you, you, you I guess you feel like you have to defend 30 or something. Listen, if you enjoy 30, man, I'm jealous at some level. I'm jealous of you if you can play 30 FPS games and are not bothered. Good for you, man. I can't play a fight like this where I'm flipping and turning and spinning. Look at the camera. I can't do that at 30. It's going to it's going to be nauseating. I there's no way I could do that. I would feel sick. It would look blurry. I can't do it. I tried playing Jedi Survivor on on uh, on quality mode for all of two minutes and it felt truly terrible and I was literally just roaming around the world I wasn't even getting in a fight that's all that's all like really fast fights in 12 year old games I, I don't care about that that has nothing to do with the discussion we could go because that that's one of the things and the reason I'm being dismissive with that is it's very simple people do this all the time in the debate about 60 versus 30 people say well, this old game, that old game, we played 30 FPS all this time and it was never a problem. Yeah, because you didn't know any better, you weren't promised any better, you had never experienced any better. You also used to watch movies on a VHS. You also used to watch movies on a square television, a tube television. You didn't know any different. You hadn't experienced any different. Let me come to your house and saw a great, big, awesome, next-level television... And then let me take it away a month later and put you back on like a projection big screen. You know what you would say? Oh, this looks terrible. But I remember the first time I got a projection television. I thought it looked incredible. Why? It was better than the tube that I had previously had. So that's why somebody pointing out like, well, but look this up. Look up Armored Core 4. Look up Armored Core 4. Said, no, 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 no. That's not compelling. That's old. That, that game existed at a time where nobody thought any differently about any of this stuff. 
Yo, Darius is going to jump in as a member. Thank you so much for doing that, Darius. It takes us to 32 members on the day. You guys do not have to sit around and wait for a gifted member. You can join on your own. You can hit the dollar sign or the join button, and you can jump in. Back in the day, we had to rewind VHS tapes. Right, yeah, I mean, it's a different time. It's a, it's a different time. I'm not defending anything. I'm just saying uh, you should look for yourself. That's all. No one's trying to make you mad. I, I know nobody's trying to make you mad. I, when I'm having a discussion about topic A, and you're like, yeah, but, 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 topic G, I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that right now. I'm talking about this, right? If I was talking about the customization, you know, uh, being simplified, and you're like, well, look up the customization in Armored Core 4. I'd be like, that has no bearing on what I'm talking about right now. I'm showing the footage of the Armored Core 6 customization, and I want to know if people thinks, is this going to cause too much of a casualification? I was worried about experiencing choice paralysis, like having too many options. So, I, it, it, it wasn't related to the topic. That was why I dismissed it. It's not. It's going back and looking at old footage of games in this discussion, we used to do that with uh, when I covered Destiny. Right. When I covered Destiny, people would say, "What's what's the big deal with 60?" Because I would play on PC because I wanted the 60 FPS. And like, what's the big deal? I'm playing right now. I'm playing right now. I'm not. I'm not playing on on uh, on 60. I'm playing on 30. What's the problem? And I would pull up footage and try to show them, and it's like you can't convince them. You know, it's if it's what you're used to, then you'll never be convinced that that it's a problem. You're just like, no, this is totally fine. I've played like this for years. I played secure on 30 and 60. I get these people. I'm not sure what you're saying, Typhoon. What's today's upload? I forget what we called it. Respawn moving on. We played a game with too many options. Uh, the game that I played that I experienced choice paralysis was what is the game with the chick she's blindfolded and has white hair everybody always cosplays as her um, automata something near near automata or however you're supposed to say it I got into the menu in that game and I was like, what the frick is this? I couldn't, my brain like, uh, I was like, yeah, this is not for me. It was, I, I did not play that game for very long. I liked it. I thought it was fun. But, uh, I experienced paralysis. I experienced paralysis almost immediately in that game. I was like, I don't know what the frick. Huh? It just was, it, it felt like too much. It just felt like way too much. You're killing me? I don't play those games, man. I remember somebody recommended it. They're like, oh, you're going to really like this game. And so I checked it out. And I was like, hmm. I may be way off, Parasito says, but it looks like Armor Core 6 footage was recorded above 60 and then rendered down, going by the post-processing effects during fast camera movement. Wouldn't surprise me, Paris, and that wouldn't surprise me as to why they're um, why they're doing such sliced up uh, footage. That wouldn't surprise me at all. 
like the footage is really sliced up and that might be precisely why because they're you know they're they're trying to make it look super super pretty now that could be related to the fact that we're always looking at old footage you know that doesn't necessarily mean that there's problems with the game or there's issues you know but it could just be old footage in general and they're like yeah this is this is the this is going to make the game look as good as possible I'm setting up today's premiere. Today's premiere is about the fact that Respawn might already be moving on from Jedi Survivor, which is obviously uh, uniquely irritating for me, uh, as I've been waiting for them to fix that game, and they still haven't. And uh, we'll be taking a look at that, and then we'll also be discussing it with members. If you guys have been enjoying today's content, do me a favor and smash the like button. Let's get 50 more likes, and that'll push us to like 400. That'll be really, really helpful to the video. And uh, if you want to give some members and push us all the way to 50 members, I will owe you guys those members in the premiere. I always do them in the premiere because that gives you the maximum amount of time to gift and hit the number. Um, Isn't it an RPG open world? No, it's not an open world. It's mission based. It's not even, it's kind of an RPG, but not really. You're not like leveling up. You get money. And the more money you get is based on your efficiency, how well you play, how much or how little you repaired or used repair kits. And that money you can then invest in the customization. So this stuff here that you see before the fight, this sequence here, this is all the result of how much money you spend or want to spend or earn or how well you're playing. So if you're not playing very well, you can actually get into a place where you have like no money. I guess people were saying in the last, in one of the earlier games, or maybe all of the games, you could get into like debt, and then be soft locked because, and like have to start over on a mission or something. Because like if you play really, really bad, they're actually saying. I think somebody was speculating that that's in this game or confirmed to be in this game. If you play really, really bad, go into too much debt, they start you all the way over. It like sells your body to science or whatever, and then they give you like an ability, so you start the game over but they give you an ability. So there were people that were speculating if they wanted to do that on purpose in the new game so that way you could have a bunch of abilities. So you would basically intentionally, it's almost like sandbagging, right? You would intentionally throw and lose and fail with the hope of going into too much debt and then and then getting those ability you get like an ability or whatever. I don't know how many you can get. I don't you know, I don't know if like you keep doing it do they stack. That we, there was just a lot of uh speculation about that. We'd be doing a new video on the thing. Yeah, that'll be tomorrow. I obviously I'm relieved I get to cover it because I'm going out of town next week. I was worried she was gonna like wait until Friday afternoon when I was driving on the road. Um So I'm relieved that we have a decision. Obviously, I wanted the PI to be granted, but I was concerned we weren't going to get it. I was concerned that they were going to they were going to say, no, it wasn't a compelling case. So I will break down all of that tomorrow because there is a timeline issue now. There's an appeal. There's a potential appeal, I'm imagining. So we shall we shall see where it goes, but we will be covering that tomorrow. Uh. So in 13 minutes, in 13 minutes, we're going to be heading over to a a, a premiere about Respawn already working on their next Jedi game. 
And if you guys want to help out this video that you're currently on, it's always helpful to come back once once we're not streaming or whatever and leave a comment or smash like or gift a member. Those are all ways to help out. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, that will enable you uh, to talk in my chat. And then also make sure you have notifications turned on so you can come with us. All next week while I'm gone, this, this channel will get hit with uploads in the morning. There'll be premieres so you can hang out, talk in the chat. I'll try to poke my head in when I can. I will be on vacation. Uh, so we will be doing that while I'm gone. So the rest of today, though, we still got stuff for you. Uh, we've got this premiere on Star Wars. And then when the premiere on Star Wars is over, we will uh, we'll be, we'll be going into a member stream to uh we'll be going into a member stream to to debrief on it yo abe gives a member he says come on y'all wake up wake up we can hit 50 he believes we can you guys have 12 minutes to get what is that 17 that's not too bad you guys can do it i believe in you that means i owe you more members currently i owe you five i would owe you a 10 bomb i will do that in the premiere give you the maximum amount of time to get it um Mm-mm-mm. VR game you were playing a few days ago would be great skinned in the Star Wars universe. There is a Star Wars VR game, uh, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. That's another one I wanted to play. I might show you guys Super Shot today. That one's you got to move around with that one. Though. That one that one might not work. We were considering kind of ending member streams sometimes. Um, we were considering ending member streams with some gameplay sometimes. Yo, DK Beggar's going to help out. He's going to tag team with Abe, and he's going to gift a member and take us to 34. Thank you so much, DK Beggar. And it goes to Cliffo. Mm -mm -mm. Uh... Very quickly find out this overwhelming negative narrative is being spun. Oh, Right, shift. A chapter eight gifts some and takes us all the way to 39. Thank you for gifting five members, chapter eight. Yeah, shift. I covered that in the show open. The fact that, like, longtime fans are already being very critical of the game. It's going to be too easy because there's repair kits. It's going to be casualified because you can lock on, right? Like, okay, I, I, I think that the, the pushback that I gave, the pushback that um, Josh Prime Gaming, I think was his name, the pushback that we gave was, if they enable you to do more, then that enables them to do more. They can make the game harder, more challenging. They can require you know faster reflexes and faster turns. Abe's going to set up the 10-bomb layup. He bumps us to 40 out of 50. Thank you so much, Abe. We packed up your coffee the other day. It should be to you very closely. If you got the little retractable hooks and hung them from your ceiling, moving around in your office wouldn't be so bad. It's not about the hooks, Eugene. It's about being able to move around, stay in camera, and not bump into stuff. My desk, the wall, and all that. Autolock has been a thing for four games. They literally don't understand game mechanics. Wait, hang on, Shift. I went off of two different YouTubers and then the folks on Reddit. That felt like a pretty strong corroboration. 
You're telling me that lock-on has been in the game? Like, locking on an enemy so that when you spin around them, you you're, you stay, your camera stays locked on them. You're telling me that's been in the game? They were arguing, the, the, both YouTubers and the guys on Reddit were arguing as if that was not in the game prior to now. I'm not talking about, like, lock-on with your, with your rockets. I'm talking about camera lock. It locks the camera onto the enemy. Logon probably makes you make some serious trade-offs to be able to get that feature. Hard lock's not been a thing until Armored Core 6, says Huge Package. Yeah, I think we might be misunderstanding, because Huge Package is saying exactly what we're talking about. The actual camera lock-on has not been in the game since Armored Core 6. Both, both of the YouTubers that cover this we're talking about that. There's no way that they all got it wrong. Like, the one guy, that's literally what he does. You just don't touch the right sticks. I'm one of the top PvPers in Armored Core FA if you want some credentials. It has been in the game from 4 to ACFA, says Dustin. So we've got people in chat. We've got YouTubers. We've got Redditors saying No. You cannot lock the camera. And then we've got two people saying, oh no, you can. I'm not talking about missile lock-on. I'm talking about the camera itself. You literally press left stick in Armored Core 4 to lock on to your target as well. Alright, hang on. Fuzzy found something here. Armored Core 4 answer. Lock on camera. Is there a part which you can get a permanent lock on and also focus the camera on a target if so how do you get it uh, you must be referring to the auto sight feature which can be turned on and off in the game setting it's not guaranteed to give you a permanent lock uh, permanent might be too strong of a word and from what I've experienced so far the automatic camera shifting is somewhat more sluggish than how it was in AC4 it's good for non-next versus next combat when enemy units are either relatively slow or completely stationary. We're getting lots of different opinions on this. We got seven minutes till we're going to go to this premiere of uh, of Jedi. Is Jedi Survivor being... Is, is Respawn already moving on from Jedi Survivor? That's how it works in AC4. Then they're then they're dumb. There's a difference between camera lock and lock on. Lock on follows the enemy. Camera lock actually moves the camera to follow the enemy. Camera lock has never been in armored core. Almost everyone in PvP barely touches the right stick and plays with auto sighting and high turn speed. Yeah, I, you're describing something different. We're not talking about auto sighting or like oh, some form of lock on. I'm talking about camera. The actual camera stays locked on. It you you literally jump, dash, and the camera spins for you and stays locked on the enemy. That's what we're talking about. And I've seen numerous people claim that's brand new in Armored Core 6. That's an import from Souls. In Souls, if I run at the enemy and I'm locked onto them with the camera and I roll at them and end up behind them, the camera spins for me. 
We just need to let it go. What, the fact that you're describing something completely different than what we're talking about and you're misunderstanding what we're saying? You're misunderstanding what we're saying. That that's not that's not the problem. The problem I mean that that is the problem. We're we're not talking about a lock of weaponry. We're not talking about an auto lock of weaponry. We're talking about a camera mechanic that has not been in the game since before now. Armor Core 6. It's being described as an import from Souls. You push a button and no matter what I do or where I go or where the enemy goes, my camera stays on them. You're describing something different. It's even described as something different in the form that we just found. It's more of a soft lock-on. It's not a hard, permanent, it's going to break your neck if you run past them. Camera lock is brand new to Armored Core 6. If you've played the games, there's no way you don't know that. I think we're passing in the night. I think we're talking about completely separate things. Talking about completely separate things. Definitely a new feature. Camera lock, like Souls, has not been in previous Armored Cores. Yeah. There's way more people agreeing and saying what I'm saying. I've got two people that are claiming opposite, and it also sounds like you're describing something different. As you've described it, an auto-sighting or an auto-lock is not what we are talking about. As I said... Your misunderstanding is your own responsibility. It's not on anybody here. We, we've been talking about this for two hours and 22 minutes, and not a single person came in and said, Oh, yeah. No, that's been in the game since four. Souls Lock is new. Thank you. That's what we've been talking about. That We're not talking about weaponry or auto sighting. We're talking about the... We're talking about the camera. <laughs> Alright, we got three minutes. We're going to head for three minutes. If anybody wants to slam dunk a 10, I'll owe you 10. You can also do that in the premiere if you want to wait. If you want to wait and do a 10 bomb in the premiere, I'll give you guys a few minutes when we get over there. Make sure you guys have smashed like on this video before we leave. We need 44 more likes. I guarantee you there's 44 of you here that have not smashed the like button yet. We're going to be going to a video about Jedi Survivor. Is Respawn already moving on? It kind of sounds like people have used the auto sighting in a certain way to achieve a pseudo camera log. Right, if there's some way of playing and you're somehow emulating or simulating a camera lock, that has that you're you're literally conceding that it doesn't exist. <laughs> you're you're like, "Well, if you do this, it'll kind of do it." I'll agree to disagree. Clearly I'm wrong and people who don't play games are right. Oh, so you misunderstood us and now the passive swipe is the fallacy of the expert. Got it. Good evening, everyone. Cool. Right. Yeah. Fallacy of the expert on your way out. I'll just go ahead and do everybody the honor of banning you. Can't concede that you misunderstood what we were talking about and then basically made it seem like, oh no, this has been a game people don't understand and and now you're going to take a swipe as if, oh, if people don't play the game, no. There's people in my chat right now that have played the game that are telling me, no, it's not been in the game. The, uh, the, the camera lock's not been in the game. They've played it. I relied on two different YouTubers and Reddit to explain this issue to me. These are people who have played Armored Core. So, I I know being wrong is hard when you come in so arrogantly, but, you know, that's a quick exit. You weren't talking about the thing that we were talking about. 
Okay, we've got 60 seconds. 60 seconds to go to this Jedi Survivor is still bad as Respawn starts a new game. And uh, I'm very upset about this. I was really excited for Jedi Survivor. Is the camera lock bad? That's what we were discussing. That's part of the opening monologue. There are longtime fans that think camera lock is a casualification of the game because it's doing a lot of the work for you. Getting behind the enemy is incredibly important in Armored Core, and they were arguing that it's a, it's a, it's a certain amount of skill to move and dodge and whip the camera around quickly and effectively. So... That's why people are mad. Souls Lock takes all the skill out of the game. See? Even Dustin figured out that we were talking about two different things, and he's saying that, yeah, people are mad about it. All right. The premiere is starting. You can click the link in chat, or you can ride the redirect. I'm going to end the stream over on Kick a little bit early. Come over to YouTube if you guys want to watch. And uh, to the rest of you, you can use the link in chat or ride the redirect. Do me a favor. Smash like on the way out on this video. And when we get over to the new video, it's a new video. So click like when we get over there. All right? I'll see you guys over there.